Opie is here, and his show starts now. Oh, God, I love that. That was dope. We were just there banding our asses off here. I want to thank Craig Guess, who, uh, who's sitting in all week. Yeah. And I wrote him, I'm like, hey, bro, we need a we need a song to start the show today. He goes, how about we won't get fooled again? And I just started laughing, because that just killed eight and a half, nine minutes <laughs> of radio. Not. It was on for two miniseries. <laughs> Even Sherrod was part of the air band there at the end. Yes, it got me in. Uh, we dragged you right the fuck into that, man. It was all good. What a pompous way to start a radio show. That is a great a, fucking song. It's yeah, a man. talk show. I don't have really an intro for this. This show, so we play You're, a song, and I'm like, "Yeah, let's just kill nine minutes." <laughs> you already got like a two and a half hour show with commercials, Shut and then up, we're gonna don't add kill a, anybody. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you add a nine minute song. That was the longest. You're giving my song. shit away, oh, man. Man, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, you're right. In a three hour show, we'd probably do about two. I would say about two hours and twenty five minutes. I said, I said we played a song two more times today. <laughs> Someone suggests, was it you, Paul? We play a long song uh, every day this week to start the show. I might dig into some yes. <laughs> I got to tell you, you were talking uh, last week, two weeks ago, about that movie Gleason. I finally saw it. You did? Oh, yeah. That, have you seen it, Sharon? No. Heavy. Do you know who Steve Gleason is? No. Steve Gleason was uh, a New Orleans Saint. Uh, he was okay. a football player who has ALS and communicates with uh, a computer that he uses his eyes to pick out the letters to form sentences. Oh, really? He's not moving at all. And the movie brings you through him learning that he's got uh, Lou Gehrig's disease Fuck. to the point where he's not even moving anymore. At yeah. first, he's talking and doing everything still. He and documented everything. Everything. Including arguments with his wife where he's incapable of speaking and he's he's in a room alone with his wife and talking to her through a computer saying i noticed you didn't look at me all today just having a normal uh argument yeah between a couple yeah except he's in a wheelchair and sometimes you know you get arguments where you feel indifferent right his wife is laying on the bed going sorry yeah and then he's got to take a few minutes to build up another sentence again yeah she goes uh yeah, I'll. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll change it next time. Right. She doesn't give a shit. She's, and it's it's painful to watch. Wow. These people uh, having and but it starts with his diagnosis and then they've got everything documented as he slowly starts losing his ability to walk and talk. <sighs> shit. And by himself. Yeah. Don't forget the oh, shit that's by right. himself. That yeah. scene was brutal. I'm like, wow, they're documenting this. First so, time where he realized, I can't do this anymore. And and, uh, and someone had to help him onto the toilet. And the, the one that got me is he's got this relationship with his dad. His dad's a really, wow. really his dad's really religious, like hardcore. His dad says to him, uh, well, you got to get right with Jesus if you're going right. to get saved. And they have arguments about his faith. Uh, and he's got this disease. And... Uh, his dad, um, and they got this on film, convinces him to go see a faith healer, and he's already starting to feel the effects of his ALS, and he's and they got him on camera in this church where there's a guy saying, anything you that's bothering you, I'm going to heal you, right. and everybody get ready to line up, and, and Steve's feeling it, right, and he yeah. goes, I'm going to 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna and he's, and he's struggling to get up. And yeah. he's like, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run. And the faith healer isn't even paying attention to him. Steve goes to the corner of the church and he goes, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run. And he goes, Oh, we have our first, okay, young man. Let's see you run. And he just falls on his face. He just, he takes three oh, steps no. yeah. and goes, No. Face first oh, yeah. into the carpet in front of everybody. In front of everybody. And he can't physically pick himself up. And they pan over to his wife. His wife is sitting there crying. And the guy's dad is like, hey, you know what he needs to do right now? And she goes, shut the fuck up. Leave me, okay? Just shut the fuck up, all right? This is embarrassing. This is, I, I couldn't believe they had yeah. that on camera. I got to wow. ask you, Craig. I, I wasn't sure if he went to the faith healer on his own or because of his wow. dad. Yeah, because I, during the thing, he definitely was feeling it like, because he whispered to his wife, I'm going to go run. I'm going to go run in front of everybody. Yeah. But I was wondering if it was his dad saying, look, I know through uh, faith and religion, we could we could heal this thing. You got to yeah. believe in what I'm telling you, and you got to come with me to this faith healer. Or was he buying into that early on? You know, it's a good question. I mean, I know they, they showed that story towards the beginning that him and his dad, um, his dad controlled his life through fear right. and God. Right. And uh, so they don't really introduce introduce whose idea it was but i've met the guy right he's a friend of a friend up in seattle mike mccready has had steve over to his house so you're talking about the mike mccready from pearl jam yeah you casually say my friend mike i know mccready it's, it's a, i know it's a shitty like he's a nobody to me yeah <laughs> he was right not to mention his credits well but Who he's cares? it's the guy from pearl jam i've seen yeah, jerry mccready or whatever who what no. yeah but i've seen steve up at his house and they've explained to me hey uh we have somebody at our house this week um his name's steve gleason really cool guy he used to play professional football and he's got ALS, and uh, he's a friend of the family. And so I've seen him up there. And he's actually a really – he's a funny dude. I yeah. remember uh, Mike giving me my first introduction and saying, hey, you know, uh, this is Craig. He's a comedian. He does impressions. And so I'm doing impressions for him and his friends. And his friends started asking me, like, um, how did you learn how to do impressions? And uh, and Steve said, through his computer, uh, Craig's family is deaf. So he probably learned how to talk by listening to TV. And I said, you know what? Steve's right. That's wow. that's absolutely right. The way wow. I learned how to do voices is uh, my family wasn't talking. So I had to listen to TV and I copied all the voices there on TV. And then Steve goes, my kids will probably grow up to sound like robots. And I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great that's, line. That's strong. Yeah. So, hey, I, wow. uh, how bad was he when you saw him? He obviously was talking through the computer, but so. yeah, he was already uh, his. It's his eyes. His eyes can move, <laughs> and that's it. And you can see him uh, smiling with his eyes. Right. You, you can see him like you know give right. you a wink when you walk into the room. And uh, but the thing I noticed about him is that like I grew up in a deaf family, so mm. I, I always hated when people would tip around my family and go hi uh tell your mom she looks very pretty and it would be like yeah. this incredible sensitivity that makes it awkward yeah, for everybody right. and i noticed people doing it to steve so every time i saw steve i i just went out of my way to go what are you doing man you watching porn on the thing like i, I just i just talked to him like <laughs> right. a normal person, person. And yep. i'm sure he appreciated that and uh yeah and i, I he's just a funny I, guy and i got i got a question that i would love answered why do the eyes still work as far as the muscle in the eyes. I don't know. Because without that, you can't communicate at all because he uses his eyes to pick out the letters on the screen that allows him to communicate. I don't know, but that. Because everything else on him is gone. You know, I, I wonder if. First of all, how long did it take from diagnosis oh, to. Oh, you don't want to know. It's bad. 
little, like, a little feeling in your leg one day, and you go to the doctor, <laughs> and nine months later, you're frozen in time. Yeah, if you're a hypochondriac. I think it was about nine months. I, I don't think it was more than nine months. I think, I want to say it was documented like year one, he's trying to do a uh, triathlon. Right. And his wife can see that he can't lift himself up out of the water. Right. And his butt, and he's starting to, you know, there's like a little stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's like a little stutter step. There's a, there's a little bit of a physical struggle to do some things, and then, and then they go like motor skills type of situation. I, I would I would guess uh, within two years, but I mean within the first nine months, you're losing a lot. But here's why a the guy's a hero: is that in the guy can only physically move his eyes, and he's raised millions of dollars to help people like him who need the equipment that he has right. to communicate. Well, but more importantly than that, follow him on Twitter. He does more with his weekends than I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. I'm wow. like, what, well, how I, is this guy doing all this how stuff? How old is he now, by the way? He's not that That's old. That's a good question. He's, I don't, he's I, not even four. I mean, he... he I, I would say he early retired, 30s. Yeah, he would... No, 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 no. More no, than later, later He 30s? retired young. I think he retired around 30, 31, 32-ish. And I think we're about five, six years in. So I, I, I would guess late 30s all i know is that whenever i would see him he had this like uh football buddy with him who's in the documentary yeah. handsome guy yeah big strong guy we had him on the phone did you i forgot his name already really charismatic yes. and every girl in mike's house wanted to fuck that guy he was not only handsome and charismatic but he's helping out his buddy his buddy wants to climb mountains and he physically carries his buddy yeah. to climb mountains if that's so not that- getting you pussy <laughs> God damn, I'm glad he's busy doing that because he ain't got time for pussy yeah. because he would need it all. All yeah. right, this leads to something Holy that shit. I, I wanted to ask, ask him because he was on the phone, but I, I felt like it would be over the line. You saw the scene in the movie where he's kind of giggling with Steve's wife. wife yeah. In the, I think it was the kitchen and Steve just kind of sitting there. Yeah, I, I and know you're having, going with this. Did you see the moment? In the film, there was a moment where it was obvious, and I think the filmmaker did that on purpose to make you wonder. They're definitely... I would say almost flirting with each other, okay? Almost. Yeah. And Steve Gleason just just sitting there in the background, you know, just frozen and looking at his screen. I how does the sex thing work? I don't know. Does Steve Gleason tell his wife, "Look, you got to you got to stay uh, sexually healthy or yeah. how does that work out?" I don't know. I mean, you think about and and is and is she having something going is there something going on with that guy? See, well, there you go. If you're well, if you're mature enough in a relationship to tell your significant other, like if anything ever happened to me, I'd want you to be happy. I wouldn't want you to. I tell my girl to stab yourself in the pussy. <laughs> your pussy's going out with me, bitch. Stab yourself in your fucking slit, you slit. <laughs> what? Uh, what, a ro- beautiful. what a romantic you are, Sherrod. What a man. That's but, why you're here. But you God wonder if you. that that has. <laughs> but yeah, that little subtle moment brings up that question as you're watching it, going, "I wonder what's. I wonder or, what they or does do. or does." She just mush her clit on his eyeball. <laughs> oh God! I'll take that. I'll take one of those. <laughs> oh, God. These are the questions I want to ask his best friend. That's helping him. I'm just thinking about the next time I'm going to see him. I'm just not going to bring up this appearance actually, at all. I actually love this guy. He's great. I love the movie, even though I got teary eyed. 
And I, I believe it changed my life. Mike brought him on it's stage. One of, it's one of those movies that will change your life a little bit. He's like 39. I, yeah, he was yeah. born in 77. You know what? I, I got to find the video. It's somewhere on my phone, but I have a video that he, Mike brought him on stage at Wrigley Field uh, in the middle of Pearl Jam show. And he had him uh, go and, and talk to the crowd and introduce a song. Yeah. And um, Wow. Uh, yeah. But Mike is just, I don't know. Mike, Mike is, uh, he's just a, a really selfless guy he did something for me that was really really profound and fucked up and it's a really fucked up story but i i've i got a i picked up a walking buddy that i would walk with every day which sounds silly the the first part of the story is really silly which is that uh i was at a I, i was at a bar and like I have friends who are really successful who go out of their way to not be recognized or bothered by people. Okay. But when somebody recognizes me, I get so excited that I'm like, I, I want to hang out with you and be your friend. <laughs> yeah. You got so, weed? Yeah. So that <laughs> happened to me. That happened to me at, a, I'm a big Seahawks fan. I was at a Seahawks bar in Las Vegas and this woman came up and said, um, Hey, uh, my husband is your biggest fan and he's too shy to say hello to you. And I said, well, where's he at? I want to hang out with him. So I went over to sit down with him and he's this really nice guy. Who's uh he's a special ed teacher who lives in Vegas. He's really overweight. He's got a shit ton of health problems that has g- caused him to be swimming in debt. Uh he was actually in a coma. And he and Jesus. We start he starts telling me his story. Should I stop billing you when you're in a coma though? Fucking assholes. Yeah. Yeah. And his it's like charge me when I get back, man. I think he, they gotta stop the meter at that point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Turn the meter off. Yeah, turn the meter <laughs> off. If I wake up then you can start charging me again. Yeah, and they start telling me this amazing story. His wife says, um she goes, Yeah, I would go visit him when he was in a coma and I would play his favorite band on a boombox. And he actually had a physical reaction when I played his favorite band. He actually, on one of the mornings I came to visit him, he actually had tears coming out of his eyes in a coma when she was playing his favorite band. And I went, wow, who's your favorite band? And he goes, uh, Pearl Jam. And I went, Pearl Jam is your favorite. Do you know that I'm friends with one of the guys in Pearl Jam? He goes, yeah, I, I, I follow your Facebook page. You get to do so much cool stuff. And I instantly felt embarrassed yeah. that I haven't done anything in nice to deserve fun things, right. you know, but I, I do a lot of fun things and I haven't put anything out in the world that, that, gives me any reason to be able to do stuff like that i'll say yeah (laughs) sherrod knows he's been around me late at night and so i just i I just i just uh i I started robinson in studio tonight i got the guy's phone number and i started calling him and every time i come to vegas which is like maybe once a month once every six weeks i would call him up and take him out for dinner and i started getting really nosy about what he was doing to change his life around and i and i started asking him like are you like do you go for do you does your doctor tell you to walk at all and he said yeah, but you know, I, I I'm I'm physically lifting kids all day, so I get really tired. So I can't. How, how much does he weigh? He, he's For well over three hundred pounds. Pushing wow. four? Yeah, pushing four. Wow. Uh, he was well over three hundred pounds. Like a tall dude? Or? And no, nah, he's he's about my height. Wow, that's yeah. a lot on that's yeah. a lot and, of frame. And it's a lot on anyone's frame. But so yeah. uh, it gets to a point where. In these casual dinners, even his wife starts to go, you know, Bob's really tired when he gets home. And I go, yeah, I know, but 20 minutes, Bob, you can't walk for, t- I don't even know this guy. I'm yelling yeah. at him. And I go, look, I'll, I'll walk with you. I'll call you tomorrow when I get home to LA and then we'll go for a walk. I'll call you every day and then, uh, and we'll walk and, and talk. I need to walk. Look at me, man. I need, right. I, I'm, I'm getting fat. So let me, let's just go for a walk every day. I'll give you a call. So I started calling him every day and the first day sucked because when I got home, I was like, oh, no, I gotta, 
fucking call this. I, I told him I would do this nice thing for right. him, and now I got to go through with it. And he's and probably sitting there all excited waiting for your phone call. Well, he was not wanting to walk either. He was oh, like, okay. yeah, I guess. And he was like, I hope he forgets. Yeah. yeah. So and so you should have had an understanding. Like, you don't want to walk. I don't want to walk. We'll start tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But we started it, and it felt good. We did. We walked for 20 minutes. Way. And then yeah. we started Then we started doing 30 minutes every day and work our way up to an hour. I run into Mike about a year into this uh, relationship with this guy that I have. And I said, um, hey, um, I would normally never ask for something like this. But do you know I have a walking buddy? And he says, you have a walking buddy? I go, yeah, it's, it's as heterosexual as it can be. I, I, but I talk to this guy oh, every day. Man. And we go for a walk. <laughs> we played with each other's balls once. Right, there we go. And, um, but he's... <laughs> He what, had, if, what if it was the miracle cure? Yeah, they call it the Walker time. But this drop a hundred pounds immediately. But this guy, this guy is such a fan of your band that he actually had a physical reaction in a coma. His wife played your band while he was in a coma. He had a physical reaction, and again, I would never ask anybody to do this, but he mumbled overrated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, the next time you guys play in Vegas, is it okay if I send him the show to meet you? And he said, yeah. And then he made a joke about, you know, hey, maybe the band will take him for a walk. <laughs> you know, we'll right. have the band take him for a walk around the building. <laughs> and so he said he would do that, and I was going to surprise Bob with that. And then last September, uh, I got home from a road gig. I and, swear to God, don't tell me the dude's dead. Well, she called me up and said, I, I got some bad news. He's got 48 hours to live. <laughs> oh, he had another He's got 40 hours to live. So I get in my car and start. Oh, I just I landed in L.A. I start driving straight to Vegas to go be with Bob. And I started texting Mike, and I said, Mike, I don't know if you remember, you said that you would meet a friend of mine, my walking buddy, who's a special ed teacher. He's not going to get the chance because I just got a call that he's got 40 hours to live. I'm actually in a car driving to Vegas to go be with him. But but I would like you to know what he would have said to you because he talked about you all the time. Right. And he, he didn't know that he was going to get the chance to meet you someday. So I start writing a fan letter to my <laughs> to my buddy via you know what the conversations they had with bob and mike writes me back and says uh what's his name and i said it's it's bob miles is his name and after about 20 minutes he started sending me uh videos of him playing guitar for Bob, he wrote music Bob. for Bob. This is yeah. This is the first. What? That's this is the first clip right here. All right, let me let me uh, push play in this. Uh, hey, Bob Miles, it's Mike McCready. Um, I got a message from my dear friend Craig Gass, and um, I want to send you something I'm writing for you right now. So hopefully this helps you in your journey. And he sent me. Clips of music that he wrote for Bob, and I called Renee and I said, "Hey, Renee, I'm I'm on my way to Vegas. I'm going to be with Bob. I'm coming to 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 be next to him. But if he can watch anything, please play this. I'm going to start sending you some clips." The guitarist of his favorite band just wrote some music for him. Mike McGreedy from Pearl Jam wrote some music. So I started sending sending her the video clips. She went to his bedside. He was still able to listen and he was still somewhat conscious and she said Mike McCready from Pearl Jam wrote some music for you and he wants you to see these messages he sent you and he sat up in bed and he tried to hold his eyes open because tears are pouring out of his eyes and the last thing he saw what the f- was his his favorite guitarist of his favorite band playing music for him 
That's the last thing Bob saw before he went under. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and that's the kind of person that Mike McCready that Mike is. McCready is. Yeah. Good guy. An incredibly selfless person. Wow. It was one of the most profound. It's the most profound thing it's ever. Yeah. You could see that Mike McCready is really uh, depressed about what you told him. Yeah. Too, in this video. <laughs> Well, what? Uh, for real. Yeah. Why are you laughing? Yeah. I well, I, I could tell that he's really, really bothered him. by what you told him. Yeah. yeah he's because uh, he he stumbled and said uh, on your on your journey. He knows. Yeah. That, he knows that his life on this earth is over. And what do you say? Right. How, you know? how many kids does this guy leave behind? Two. Oh, Young kids. Uh, two teenagers. And I've you know what his kids loved him. I don't know any teenagers. That love their parents and right. his, his kids adored him, which is Feel the first Huxtable. thing. The first thing I picked up on <laughs> in hanging out with him is like, wow, man, what a this guy's like such a selfless guy. He's a right. special ed teacher, and his and his kids oh, that's love hanging out with him. Wow. He was just a really good dude. God, that's a hell of a way to start a week of radio with Frank right. Gas. I'll just walk out, Rod Small, drop your mic and leave. Thanks for. I don't even know where to go after that. That's I, deeply sorry, depressing. Yeah, and it turns out the doctor said. The walks killed him. <laughs> it was the walks. That, the walks was too much for him. It was too much for him. His body couldn't take it. How long were you walking Sharon. with the guy? Uh, every day for about two years. Two years? Yeah. And was he I, losing weight or anything? Yeah, he started losing weight, and then he started a diet that really got him losing some weight. And then he had something happen in the lining of his stomach, and he became septic. Oh, oh fuck. fuck. Yeah. That's a death sentence. That was, and they How didn't know. How long did he nuts? Yeah, if it takes time, then it's going to be fucked. Well, at first, he started having this episode. They took him to the hospital, and then by the time they realized he's septic, that's when it all... And that's the 48 hours and right that's there. the 48 hours. And then I, I got to... I got to get to his bedside in time to fuck. Yeah, in time uh, to what? To sit. Well, there was a he was he was being supported by machines. Right. Uh, there is a there is a fourth video that when I texted Mike back, I said, "Hey, Mike." Um, well, he texted me first because I didn't respond for an hour because I started crying. Right. Right. I just started bawling when I saw the videos, and he goes, "Hey, man, did you get my videos?" And I go, "Oh my god, yes. I'm sorry. I, I didn't even." I, honestly, I just started crying. I, I, um, it was that was incredible what you did. I, I sent. I'm sending the videos now, and he said, "Oh, okay. Don't send the fourth video. It's not for Bob." And then I went through all the videos, and the fourth one was Mike going, uh, "All right, Craig, uh, this last one is for you. You're a good guy, and that's why you deserve." Some lick it up! <laughs> he started doing my Paul Stanley impression and started singing "Lick It Up." So when I got to the oh when God. I when I got to the hospital, yeah. uh, Renee let me go be alone with Bob, and Bob's already being supported by machines. And I and I uh, started talking to him, and I started playing him the video clips up to his ear, mm. and then I said, uh, "Bob, there's um." There's one more video that nobody knows about. Uh, Mike ruined, completely ruined a Kiss song, and I'm going to play it for you. And I started playing, and every time I'd play the Kiss song, yeah. he would like, like shake a little bit, and I go, I know, it's fucking terrible, right? It's, just, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. makes you want to just walk right out of the yeah, hospital, yeah, right? right? It's terrible, right? And every time I played that Kiss song, he would always like kind of twitch, like, what the fuck is that? Right. Like, you know, <laughs> you, and uh, you should have just done all your impressions and, and made it look like everybody was visiting <laughs> Bob on his last day on Earth. <laughs> Bob, it's Al Pacino. <laughs> I admire you, my friend. Who? Uh, <laughs> 
Hey, Bob, they let black people in here. This is Tracy Morgan. I'm going to draw a ding-dong on your face. Hi, Bob, this is Gene Simmons. I hate to bring this up right now, but you owe money to the Kiss Army. Your membership has expired. If I could just get $12, if you could just sign this check. Thank you. Go to kissonline.com. Yeah, it was it was terrible. It was uh, That's horrendous. But, uh, but, but good for you for being a good guy, Craig Gass. But that's the Steve Gleason story. The Steve Gleason story is that uh, is that there's um, it created uh, a positive effect on people around him who wanted to help other people. And you yeah. saw all his former yeah. teammates, Drew Brees. There's a bunch of I think there wasn't um, uh, what's his name from the Denver Broncos. The uh, what the hell's his name? The John Elway. Oh, God. Uh, we could have came up with Elway. Uh, nobody. I, yeah, all, the, all these NFL stars yeah. all came out to to support his cause and help him raise money. Sure. Right. And the guy raised millions of dollars to help out other people like him who are suffering with ALS. How about the one guy from the documentary is now dead? What? Fuck. The guy he helped go uh, on that trip. Which was- trip? I think I think uh, it was a trip to Hawaii. I think. Oh, that's right. That guy's no longer with us. That's right. Wow. Wait, what's what's? Oh, you guys see this documentary? And he chose it's to ruin me. He chose to live because a lot of ALS um, uh, patients they stop when it's, it comes time for the ventilator. Right. And uh, Steve Gleason said, "No, I want to live. I got a I got a fourth, whatever the how old was this kid at the time? Four or five? Yeah, maybe, he, three he, or four? I, I forget the exact age. Most." Most people can live with ALS for a long time if they get the ventilator, but most people choose to tap out at that point because Why? of expenses and uh. because it's you know they've just had it. Yeah, Sherrod, here's the motherfucker yeah. of the story: is that his kid is about to be born as he's getting the first stages of ALS, so he starts making these videos like that movie My Life, which right. is a motherfucker of a movie. Yeah, he's giving him advice on girls and shaving uh, and this he's, and that. Um, I don't know how many hours he did. But yeah, he just filmed a bunch of videos of him talking to his son saying. I want I want you to get to know me, right? And I want to just uh, give you some advice, and uh, I want to tell you about uh, how you should carry yourself in the world, right? Uh, I don't know when you'll be seeing this, and how old if you'll be when and you watch this. Kids are assholes, though. And uh, at that point, he didn't, he <laughs> didn't be like this. What format is this? Beta, right? I don't fucking watch this, mom. I gotta watch another video from dad instead of playing Minecraft on my iPad. <laughs> Somebody dig out the beta map so I can watch this yeah. fucking ghost. Uh, tell me something. He'll appreciate it around. I thirty. Uh, not Ah, probably in his uh, early 20s, he'll start really appreciating mm-hmm. those yeah. videos Mid-20s. for real. Yeah. He'll appreciate a couple of them here and there, but then it really will sink in later. Definitely when he has his kid, he'll have a it's, kid coming for himself, and then he got his father's on videos. Yeah. It's a great, great documentary, but it'll make you ball if you're if you're human. If you got any of that human in you, you're going to fucking get teary-eyed. It's, the, it's, it's those arguments with his wife that killed me, those arguments that we all have. With our girlfriends, uh, that had just, you know, him being unable to move and, and arguing through a computer that takes him right. five minutes. Imagine having an argument with your wife. She says something you're like, Oh, I'll get her. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, but it takes and, you 10 minutes for your response. Uh, and she's still yelling. Oh, yeah. And she's yelling the whole time. Yeah. You son of a bitch. You loser. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Let me hear what you got to say. What are you going to say? Come on. Today, Junior. That scene was rough just because you know what kind of relationship uh, they they have. I shouldn't say have because they're still going 
going strong. Right. But I mean, the, t- you know, sweethearts and had the world by the balls, and then this happened, oh, yeah. and their love really uh, kept them uh, going strong for those tough, tough periods in the beginning. They're perfect and for each she other. Was, she was in that one scene. You can see that she's being worn out, worn by, down by she's got by a everything kid. that's going on. She's got a she's got a small kid and right. her husband's and, unable and, to. And all he said was, you didn't look at me today when you walked by. Common oh, argument. Common wow. argument. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, you wouldn't even look at me when... And what about the Eddie Vedder scene? Steve yeah. Gleason was lucky enough to interview the band for their album a couple years ago. Uh, wow. Their last album. And uh, the band came in, and, and he wasn't talking at this point. He gets Eddie Vedder to pretty much break down when yeah. he was talking about fathers and stuff, because Eddie Vedder never really knew his father. Yeah, and he asked him, uh, what kind of advice, or what would you want to know about your dad. Yeah. He asked that to better. And all of a sudden, he called him Barbara Walters, and he's got a tear in his eye. He's like, I didn't know you were going to turn it to Barbara Walters on But it. there's a moment where Eddie Vedder says, you know what? That's a really profound question, especially coming from you. And Gleason, again, he can only move his eyes, and you can see the emotion in his eyes as he... Yeah, as he starts to right, you re- you know that body language just from his eyeballs. Yeah, what his physical reaction to that is. Look at that, he's with the when, whole band. Yeah. I don't think that was in the movie. Yeah, that's their compound. And uh, right, I, I remember they had just Eddie Vedderson there, but this must be some extras or something, maybe. Well, this was the promo for the new album. They they had Steve come in and interview the whole band. Oh, and this then, wasn't from the movie. This was uh, this is a separate okay, thing gotcha, that gotcha, that gotcha. the band used as a promo for their uh, album release, and then he did a sit down with um uh with vetter right he did one-on-ones with vetter and i think with mike can i ask you a question about pearl jam yeah and you could you don't have to answer does uh eddie get along with the rest of the guys or are they sort of like a business thing at this point i think they get along really great because uh i mean i don't know what the inner workings are in that relationship but they're all five of them right are really easygoing guys who remember everybody's names right. and and they're always uh super approachable right it's just people, so i should hate them uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they rich and nice but, fuck these motherfuckers but there's people approach eddie differently mm. than they approach the rest of the band because people are like oh my god and then so eddie needs he's a justin timberlake a, eddie needs a little more uh reinforcement between him and and other people because people get a little weird mm. around him but uh but they all are I mean it, it's surprising that those five guys. I always hated that bands would break up, but I get it. Right. I've 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 traveled with other comedians where right. you have like four or five guys on a bill and you do like a tour, and you realize, fuck, man, there's like one or two guys that just can't just enjoy what we're doing. Like, yeah, yeah. Like we're just we're doing something super cool. So here. you think that the way that people treat Eddie changes the dynamic between him and the band at all? Do they make them them more protective over him, or do they make them resent him in a way? It's my understanding that early on there were adjustments that needed to be made in terms of understanding how this relationship works because Eddie would bail on everybody. On that second tour, right. and he just said, "You know what? I'm going to drive a van around the country, and this is what I'm going to do." And there was no—I I don't know how many arguments went into that—but mm. Eddie decided he was going to drive in a van and broadcast a pirate radio show yep. in every other city that he traveled to. He would just turn on a switch and start broadcasting. People in the parking That's lot awesome. would would hear him doing a, a live radio show, playing his favorite bands, and That's and, great. Is that you know, awesome? What kind of guy is he? I don't know. I, I no, it seems like a lot of people don't really know much about Eddie. He's Vedder. funny. 
Yeah. He, uh, I do know that when Jerry Lewis performed at the uh, Emerald Queen Casino last summer, Eddie went and heckled him during his whole show. Oh, really? He heckled hilarious. Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. He heckled. He had like uh, someone put him in the first or second row, and he heckled Jerry Lewis. And uh, I got a text message, a series of text messages one day from Mike saying, um, it, it didn't make any sense. It was just, uh, tell Craig uh, if he could do... Uh, my friend loves acting. He thinks Al Pacino is the greatest actor of all time. Tell Craig to just uh, really shit on him. Um, but tell Craig whatever he does will be great. I know Craig is awesome. And then Mike sent a text saying, hey, those were text messages from Ed. He wants you to prank call his buddy. Wow. And I go, what? And then I reread it, and I was like, he said Craig was awesome. Like, I was like, <laughs> oh, man. You know? And That's amazing. he had me prank call one of his friends uh, to shit on his buddy who who takes Al Pacino way too seriously. <laughs> so he wanted me to call him up and be a dick to him as Al Pacino and hang up on him. And uh, so... Do you, like, tape these things? Sometimes. I have a prank call that I need to get from... I I got Donald Trump to pick up the phone once to talk to me uh, as Al Pacino. I got Sean Hannity to pick up a phone in the middle of his vacation. Oh, that's great. To talk to me. Uh, at the time, Sean Hannity had an exclusive with the Runaway Bride. For some reason, the Runaway Bride would not talk to anyone except for Sean Hannity. Mm-hmm. And Sean had an exclusive, and, and it was a big story at the time. And I called the uh, uh, some office and as Al Pacino, and the woman said, um, well, uh, hold on. Uh, let me get your number. And I insisted as Al Pacino, I want to talk to Sean. Is he available? <laughs> I had one guy, like it was like one buddy, like oh, a, a Sherrod. Like a Sherrod would be on the phone going, hi, this is Sherrod. I'm Al Pacino's assistant. I have Al Pacino on the phone for Sean Hannity. Hi, Sean. Sean, is that you? Uh, no. Oh, my God. Uh, no, Sean's on vacation. Okay, I got to get him on the phone right fucking now. And the woman gave us his cell phone number and said... Um, can you just give me – he's on a boat yeah. in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Wow. Can you just give him five minutes? I'm going to let him know that you're calling. And then we waited five minutes, and again, it was, hi, this is Sherrod. I'm here with Al Pacino. He wants to speak with you. Please hold for Al Pacino. Hi, Sean. And he goes, yeah? Listen, I got to ask you. You and I have never met each other, but I implore you, please be my friend. <laughs> Why do I ask you to be my friend? And he's not saying anything. And after oh two God, minutes, I'll get. I can get this audio. I will get this audio before the week's over. Oh please! It's a radio it. buddy in Atlanta who we we fucked around and called a bunch of people and like who will pick up the phone for Al Pacino? Yeah. And Sean finally goes, "Can I say something uh, to you?" Um, when I first got the phone call that Al Pacino wanted to call me, I have to be honest with you. I thought it was a prank. But can I tell you? I love you. I adore you, sir. And come on. And then when we finally revealed, hey, we're just fucking around. Oh my god. My radio buddy jumped in who used to work with Sean at a radio station somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sean started in radio. Yeah. And he said, Hey Sean, we're just busting your balls. And he and he goes, Oh, that's great. And they said, Do you mind if we keep the audio? And he goes, Yeah, 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 you have my permission. Do whatever you want. That's awesome. Oh, I was so thankful for that. Sean got it. Yeah. He really got it and had a great sense of humor about it. But yeah. Jokes. He gets he gets jokes. Yeah, no, sure. Yeah. He gets uh, jokes. Donald Trump picked up the phone for Al Pacino. We got a 
was like, what celebrity can get anybody to pick up the phone? And then like, I would try calling people as Tom Arnold, and nobody would pick up the phone for Tom. <laughs> like, hey, can you tell that uh, I just I got a meeting that I want to go to? I just want to know if he if he's still using or not, and uh, if he needs help. Like, yeah, well, uh, we'll take your number and call you back. And then you call back the same person. Yeah. Hi, it's Al Pacino. <laughs> yep, please hold. <laughs> Put me right like through. Tom yeah. Arnold. They don't want to uh, talk. to They him. wouldn't talk to Tom Arnold. He's America's he, Tom Green. Yeah. Before we get too far away from Steve Gleason, this guy wants in really fast. So uh, we got Craig Gass and Sherrod Small in studio. Indeed. Uh, Jeff, what do you got, buddy? Is this the Jeff from hey, a couple weeks ago? Hey, Craig. Yes. The uh, handsome fellow that was uh, helping Steve is Blair. Blair. Right. The we had, and, yeah, the big guy. Uh, hey, uh, Blair yeah. and Steve actually want to hear uh, all this promotion that you guys are doing for the show, but they can't. Can you release that on the YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, we shows or? yeah we can put the Blair interview up. That's uh, Steve Gleason's good friend. That's really helping him live. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... Steve would like to hear because y'all are promoting the shit out of this movie. Y'all are doing more than than a lot of people. I don't playing. know about that. This movie seems to be doing very well on its own. But oh yeah, you're promoting it. It's also up for. Uh, it's being considered as one of the uh, top documentaries for what's the award show that's coming up. Oscars, Oscars, Globes, Globes. What's that show that Chris Rock does every five years? (laughs) Right. I don't know which one. (laughs) Yes, the Globes. Yeah, it's uh, one of the top fifteen documentaries that's being considered for. Let me uh, let me look at the top documentaries of 2016. I'll tell you if he has a shot or not. Okay, let's see what we got. I I love documentaries to the point. Bring that show back to the point. I saw one over the weekend just called Tree Man. On what Netflix. Is what is it? Oh, you know, it's almost embarrassing after what we just <laughs> talked about for the last hour. You know the guys that sell the trees on the corners here oh, in yes. New York City? Yes. They did I, a documentary. I saw the commercial for it. Yeah, they did a documentary on one of the guys. And I'm like, why am I watching this shit? And his whole family, they come down from upstate every from, year. Oh, from Quebec. From Quebec. Quebec. And I'm thinking, yeah. oh, he's the guy that yes. has the fucking trees. No, he's just a worker. He's a worker. He's I'm like, why are you leaving your family uh, uh, in Quebec for a month? 38 days, I believe. He, he comes said, down here, and then he sets up his tree stand. He's on 103rd or 104th and Broadway. Right. I, I drove by him today just to say, Francois, what's up? <laughs> Was he there? <laughs> yes, he's <Francois>. there. <laughs> he's been doing it for, I don't know, a really long time. And I'm thinking he's the tree man where it's his tree farm, and right. he's getting the big profits. No, so he sets up his tree stand and then waits for the giant truck to drive up and drop his trees off for him. So he's basically a, a middleman. Oh. So how much money is he actually making that he's leaving his family for 38 days in Quebec? Well, leaving your family in Quebec is already a reward. <laughs> right. <laughs> so whatever money you get, that's extra. And then, so is it a good documentary? It was. Uh, I mean, it's a New York City documentary. I want to watch so it. A lot, you know, I'm like, oh, I know where that is. You what know, are your favorite like kind of documentaries that if you know it's a subject, it's if it's about this, I'm watching the Oh, I love the 30 for 30s. Yeah, 30 for 30s. I great. just saw the ABA one on the St. Louis Spirits. Hmm. That was the first job Bob Costas had as a play-by-play guy. That's right. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And they had that, uh, what was that big superstar they had? Uh, Barnes. Marvin Barnes. Marvin. You remember Marvin Barnes? I don't no. remember Marvin He gave Dr. J. He gave <laughs> Is he my uncle? <laughs> he gave Dr. J a run for his money. He, he was Barnes, one of the best Dad, players in know- the, he was the, probably the best player in the ABA or very close while well, Dr. J was in the league as well. Right. And they're saying even better than most of the NBA players. Yeah, did he not switch over when yeah, the league? Drugs and just, uh, disciplinary yeah. actions, wanting yeah. to hang with gangsters and, and, and some bitch and drug dealers and all I love shit. murder documentaries. Anything with a murder, yeah. if they can catch him by the end of the documentary. Dear I'm Zachary? In. Well, I haven't, you know what? You've been don't, talking about that. Don't that's do the, it. That's the tearjerker, right? 
It's fucking brutal. All right, let, let me go back to Jeff. So, Jeff, here are the top documentaries of 2016. Give it to me, Paul. The Bandit. Uh, what the hell is that? An actual uh, documentary on the movie? The, the Making of the Smoking the Bandit. Making of Smoking the Bandit? No! I didn't know that was out. Is it really? How I cool want is that? I want, you got to watch that in here. <laughs> Dude, I'm searching documentaries all the fucking time. I never saw that one. I mean, I never even saw it. I would love to see that. Are you kidding? Give me this list. Uh, print this up for me. All right. All right the bandit. What? Keep going. You go fast. My Beautiful Broken Brain. City of Gold. Unlocking the Cage. I, uh, wow. Hello, Trapped. I don't know any of these. I want to watch all of this them. This one was fucked up. Oh, what tickled. Tickled. Underground club where where they get guys uh, that need a little money to agree to be tied down and tickled. Really? Yes. Hey, and which guys tickle you? Uh, yes, Jeff, go ahead. I guarantee you there's no documentary out there that shows as raw footage as this documentary shows. Gleason? Is there a documentary out there where somebody's bowel and bladder function shuts down and right. he shows what he has to do? Bowel <laughs> and bladder ball. function? I mean, that's... Oh, no, he, he, they didn't hide yeah. anything, man. I, I agree. So, it's, wait, what happens when it shuts down? What do you mean? They, they like gotta physical, get a bag. Oh, that's what he's talking about. Okay. Well, well, they, 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 they got to stick a finger up the up asshole. His, oh, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. They I bring a nurse that. in. You to, bury the lead, Ope. i got to hit a finger up the asshole. Yeah, I forgot about the finger up the <laughs> asshole. Bury the lead, brother. I forgot the lead about the finger up the asshole. Bury the finger. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, uh, it's a, it's an intimate, intimate documentary. Right, it's just, okay. You know what? It's really? like, go back to the list. I want to go quickly through this. All right, so Tickled is really fucked up. We can talk about we can do an hour on that. Dark Horse, keep going fast here. Uh, that uh, JT Leroy story. I, I'm finding out I didn't see a lot of these. My love, yeah. don't cross that river. Uh, the event, keep going. Uh, the other side, never heard of it. No home movie. I guess I suck at watching documentaries. There, you, there is your boy. Gleason's at uh, ninth place. Uh, Nuts is eight. Is, is it, it in order? Is this in order? Oh, the Thirteenth Amendment. That one so. was good. Uh, you watched Thirteenth yet? I've heard no. about that. I heard you guys really about that fucking last week. good. Uh, Damn, I gotta watch all these. Zero days. What's zero days? Under the sun. Wiener. I, I didn't saw even the Wiener. See Wiener, I, Wiener was great. Really? Yeah. yeah. It was on Showtime. All right. Kate right. plays Christine. Uh, OJ made America. Of course, I saw yeah. that. That was amazing. Right. Yes. And then camera person is uh, number one. If this was in a some kind of order, if the Gleason Did ar- die, huh? The camera person. I think that. Oh really? I don't know. I'm not sure, but the uh, arguments between Steve Gleason and his wife. It's like it's like <laughs> listening to Bonnie and Rich argue. Yeah. If Rich was paralyzed and had to talk through a computer. So you mean in a perfect world? <laughs> <laughs> It's so. So you're talking about Nirvana. <laughs> it's so brutal what they allowed, what they're allowing the public to see of, of their life. It is so brutal. That's a great line. See, I can do impressions too. <laughs> Computer would have a lisp. Uh, uh, Jeff, uh, seriously, thank you for turning us on to Blair. Uh, that was a, that was a good interview we had with him a couple weeks ago. And, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, if you don't mind, send it on your YouTube channel. And if you could put this episode on your YouTube channel, I'll make sure they get it. I sent you a message on Twitter, but I don't think we're friends, so I don't know. How, was, how about you tell the guys to get some work. serious XM satellite radio? <laughs> well, you're going to be off soon, so why would we want to oh, do that? Oh, oh man. man. Throwing shade. Whoa. Blow. Wowzers. I don't know what's going to happen yet. Well, okay. now that you got the staff crying... 
That finally got something you on you. Yes. Thought of her back. Uh, thank you, Jeff. All right. All right. Craig Gass in studio. The phones are lit. What's up with Sherrod's voice? Yeah, you're still yes, sick. I'm still haven't explained that. I didn't even know you I just walk got in. sick last week. I'm not, not sick, but I lost my voice last week. From what? It just uh, some virus some going shit on? Shit going around. My girl got sick. Everybody got sick. All the comics at the podcast and shit was sick. Really? Yeah. Everybody's voice is all fucked up like yours? No. Well, some were, yeah. No? Yeah. Wow. A lot of... Uh, I just saw Brew in the Hall. I think he's stopping by today. He's been sick for like a month, he told what? me. Oh. It oh. seems like it's hitting all the comics. Oh. Wow. So I'm completely fine. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. I stink. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, yeah, I should have rest all week last week, but I didn't. I kept working. But did you get it checked out? Yeah. And, and are they saying laryngitis or any of that shit? What are they saying? Yeah, is that a little laryngitis? You just like you got a tight throat. Fuck. Your throat's sore, so yeah. Take it easy and take some of these. Was... But you're not taking it easy. You're doing stand up. And you're I talking know. on the I radio. I did a bunch of shows since he told me that. Did you? And did it, could you feel like your your voice getting more fucked up as no, you were doing stand up? No, I did at the beginning of last week. I, mm. Last week, like end of last week. Okay. Yeah. You uh, you feel fine. Your voice just sounds shitty. Yeah, it don't hurt anymore. But it no, just, I mean, but you feel good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so are you still weird. contagious? No, no. Down. Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer. Me too. It's old homeboy. Came out of nowhere. How are you, man? We're taking a break you if you want to do okay. some radio with us, no, Mr. You're Brewer. No, taking a break. I gotta, what are you doing? We're taking a little break. We just talked for an hour. Well, damn the break. Can you can you stick through the break for a few I, minutes? Yeah, well... He's coughing, too. He's been sick, too. Really? sick for a month. Really? Yeah, it's been Oof. horrible. Wow. I lost my voice If you can't week. wait around, then we continue. That's what we do. What's that? If you if you can't wait around, then we can, continue right now. You know, uh, yeah... You yeah, can't really wait around. You can't wait around? No. No. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> wait you want to beat that traffic? I'm going to beat that traffic. I'm in Jersey, man. I Jump hate. in. Hate. Hate. I hear you, man. I'm getting out of here. I like the beard. Oh, thanks. Beard looks good. Thank you, brother. Yo, I reached, I reached out to Craig, I don't know, it was like months ago. Yeah. I've been dying to talk to you. We're yeah. dying to hang out. I want you, there's so many, yeah, there's too Wait, much. Well, to even all right, let's about. do it. <laughs> I know you were going to Japan or China or somewhere. G- yes, I was going to Japan. Yeah, Went yeah. to Japan. Yeah. That was with, uh, it was my family and another family. Brewer's the guy that, like, will travel around the world and come back to me and go, who the fuck are you? People tell me they know you <laughs> in Africa. Well, I always said, yeah. it's kind of creepy, this Craig Gass. You know everybody. <laughs> Listen, I don't care He's like Zelig, too. Yep, yep. Just, yep. That pops up in photos and videos all over the place. Craig is either... Um, CIA? CIA. Yeah. I'll go CIA, possibly. Or alien. <laughs> alien, okay. Or he runs the rock underground world. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the thing. You'll see, like, the biggest rock band. I'll go, oh my God, this is so exciting. Oh, there's Slipknot. Is that Craig Gass? <laughs> On the side of it. He's, he's the clown. Craig Gass is the clown in Slipknot. I've given up trying to keep track with you, oh, Craig. You so. pop up everywhere. My favorite is Jim said, 
uh, someone called me and said, Jim wants to talk to you. And I said, about what? And they go, he'll tell you on the air. And Jim said, I went to Africa. <laughs> Africa. Yes. And I saw this band. Yes. And they were fucking rocking. I said, and they're waving to me like, hey, let's hang out. I'm like, oh, this is great. And I walked in and they go, hey, do you know our friend Craig Gass? I was in Africa, like full on. I was in Johannesburg, Africa. They got a big rock scene over there, matter of fact. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and these guys are like, dude, fucking. And they all know. Yeah. It's all believable. This guy, Craig Gass. <laughs> Craig Gass. Yeah. I adore Jim. I sit down and I start uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, yeah. And, nice. uh, and I get into him and I turn around. He's doing a whole it's... shtick with Five Finger Death Punch. That was really funny. You saw I wasn't there for that, but I saw it. it was I, really I still haven't seen the video. They they were doing you a, seen a video. They pay uh, people pay money now to do like a uh, uh, VIP right. thing. Right. So their right. VIP thing also gave you a tour of the stage, and uh, they said, "Hey, you want to do something funny with our fans?" And I said, "Yeah." And I I introduced myself as the assistant to the band, and they <laughs> they have no idea who the fuck I am, and I'm giving them a tour, and I'm just making up shit about uh, the bass player has this huge beard, and I said, uh, "Does anybody know what Chris Kale?" used to do before he was in the band anybody no no nope. that's incorrect he was a ufc fighter and then someone goes i knew that <laughs> I go, that's right he's a ufc fighter in fact his jaw is so fucked up that's why he has the beard cover up his fucked up face that's a true story i'm just making up shit and they you gotta look at, watch it on what? youtube it's, wow, it's like find Craig gas five finger death punch like tour manager i gotta check that out i just guys it's amazing. I would look that up, but I know I'd, I'd go to the comments and start reading negative comments. Uh, why oh, yeah, why comments. would you ever read comments? I don't know. He's just like, video. who are the people who take time out of their day to write negative? Jim's always been big on, like, Jim will fire first before. Oh, God, if bad. he has a suspicion, he'll be like, <laughs> fuck you, you're a no brilliant. Really? Oh, yeah. You yeah. read comments? Oh, dude. No, I, it's like his Facebook page. He'll say, yeah, I'll, get the fuck I'll come out. right at you. That's yeah. what you should do. I come right at you. Yes, I agree. And first of all, I, what I do is I'll take a pit. First of all, I immediately investigate who they are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you I see their family pictures and all. I see, yeah. You I see the little family and then I'll go after the whole. So yep. I, I'm looking yep. at your three-year-old. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. Yes. I'll drag your toddler. fucking kids. I have brought in other family members. I have attacked the mother. Yes. I've gone after the mother and go, do you realize you're Son is a pompous ass. Here, let me let me, let me um, show you, show you some of the things that my kids got to read that your son yes. wrote to me. Screenshot and right home. I then, love that. I tell you what, when you start involving the other family members, the sister, yep. the son. Oh, he's got a son on Facebook. Let me write to the son. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. you, you it unravels. That's right. It, then they feel. Then it's just weird because if I shoot off something to you, like ah, you. Suck, lick my ass when you put yeah. your cancer. Yeah. Hope you die. Yeah. Uh, your career's been dead for 90 years. Then, then what? I, if, if now all of a sudden, the worst thing you want to do is like your best friend and your sister come to you, like, dude, are you. Uh, yeah. Are you attacking Jim Brewer? Of course. Well, he reached out to me. Yeah. It's kind of dicky what you wrote. Yeah. yeah. Because they think no one yeah. no one knows about it and, and they need to be held responsible. Absolutely. I have, I have no. No respect for any moron Preach. that just lands. If you got something to say, it's fine. Say it with but your no real one needs name, to say, right? Tell your friend. 
What, yeah. well, what about the people that <laughs> tell go? Tell your friend. What do you need to tell? Why do you have to spew hate? What, what about the people that go anonymous then? And then you can't punks. find. They're chumps. punks. They're straight up punks. Yeah, they're just, cowards. They're 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 cowards. But they're that nobody. strategy to pull them out into a public forum and get their family and friends involved, that's the way to do it. Correct. I mean, people feel like they can fire shots. Yeah. And then, I take you know how pictures many... of them, yeah, okay. and I post them, and I'll make a video go, you see this guy? Yeah. This guy said this about my sister, and it, and then, boom, the, they're on them. The yeah, bees yeah, are on. Yeah. And the last thing they want, or some of them want that, like, oh, dude, I, 500 people visit me today. Yeah. yeah, but they also want to slay you. Uh-huh. And all it takes is one wackadoodle. To now goes, I know where he lives. Yeah. That's and happened now, on my page, too. <laughs> now they'll think twice before yeah. just purposely be, being a dick. Uh, I, I, I think that's going <laughs> to yep. backfire on you, though. Yep. There's a lot of on huge, me? There's a lot of huge Jim Brewer fans, and now they know how to get Brewer to talk to them. Yeah, but yeah. No, yeah, I, I have to honestly <laughs> say, I, I, I didn't mean any of that. that. I just wanted uh, you, know, you to talk to my sister. She's a big fan. No, but uh, to be honest <laughs> with you, uh, just be dead honest. I stopped interacting probably the last summer where I'm like, yeah. you know what? Yeah. What am I doing? And yeah. I had other fans going, why do you why do you interact with this Because I hate, you hate to see punks trying to act like they can get away with bullshit. And that's the point. I got a safe haven to Just be a fucking interact with the ones that care about you. Bitch and, ass. And, are, and are real and and nice and, and you know, there's plenty of those people out there. Sure, yeah, that's there's plenty true. of and that. make their day if you retweet them or say hi to them or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Dude, I just ended up erasing about ten more yesterday of people I can't that I'm gonna eventually get. And I just I erased <laughs> oh, them. Yeah, one one morons, one morons Facebook page was like Brewer the relapsed. Joker from <laughs> Batman. Yeah, the like, relapsed uh, jackass. Oh, uh, they're trying to make this persona. We got a hit list. We've all. I do. I got a hit list. I, I, I get what Opie's saying. We all have people that that will yell out shit during shows and will be waiting for you afterwards and go, "Hey, just trying to help you out, man." And it's uh, like really, yeah. you know. So I get that mentality, but when you humiliate people like that, I will always when someone tries to bury like some kind of a shitty comment in a thread, like, "Well, that wasn't funny." I'll go, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you're an expert in stand-up comedy." Hold on, I'm gonna make a whole new thread for you, and you need to show me how to be funny on Facebook. You just teach me how to do this, and then I'll make a new thread and go, "Hey, everybody, check out Fuckface Fred from the last thread <laughs> over here, who apparently is an expert in stand-up comedy." Fred, you gotta show me how to do this, man. This is just teach me. Please teach me. I want to learn. Here you go, Fred. And it's a hundred comments. People going, yeah, Fred, you piece of shit. You fucking ass. Yeah. I saw Fred owns a flower shop. Here's yeah. where his flower shop is. <laughs> like, perfect. Yeah. I, when we, when oh, we had Bruin awesome. Leashed, and you would come on there, yep. if we if we had someone that would come at me like that, I would make a whole commercial line. Like, <laughs> first, there was the greatest, Richard Pryor. And then I'd, sh- I'd clip. Then there was George Conn. I played clipping him. And now, there's Tommy from Wisconsin. <laughs> the funniest human being of our time with comments like you eat balls man <laughs> sold out in the northwest with other comments like yeah, fucking eat it retire he's brilliant fans call him brilliant a must see a must hear a must hear right and my favorite is stick to the comedy oh, dear. Uh, don't stick to the comedy it's like it's my facebook page I'm not here this isn't for you Exactly. That's what I used to get because I would. It started with little, little videos, uh, or, or, or how about this? I like your comedy, but this ain't my. This sucks. This, <laughs> why? It's like what? the most passive aggressive way in. Yeah. It's like a man arguing with his wife. 
I like this, but why? Yeah. Well, it's well, like trying to make you be like, I should be better than just to get you worked up. <laughs> you yeah. fucking. But it makes uh, it also is a sad part of life. It really is the sad part of life where like people are really that negative and dark. Yeah, I, I, didn't I wouldn't imagine walking up to someone going, you know, um, show kind of sucked tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I don't think you should be doing this, which people would never do one on one. But they, never. there's something about hiding behind. Your Facebook page. And people feel like they can what, do what, that. Yeah. what do you think it's based on in this society that there's so many negative, dark people? It's just when we were growing up, we didn't. Yeah, yeah I mean, immaturity. But it seems like yeah. it's been not immaturity. It seems like it's been ramped up when we were growing up. I mean, you had assholes, obviously, but not to this, to this extent. We did. We just didn't have access to exactly. it like we had with the internet. So you, think, you can see people's comments. So you think there were, there were always this many people that oh, were yeah. dark was, and negative? Yeah. Hey, it's, wow, okay. it's that mentality yeah. you have yeah. as a kid where negative attention is good attention like negative attention and for the first time in history you can actually touch somebody you could never touch before you can actually yep. like address and them, them yeah. and and actually have them read something you have to say yeah <laughs> so people like to come over and just like just to get any kind of reaction they think it's it's uh, funny to say something shitty to somebody right yeah remember that time like when being a teenager in your room being yeah. angry at the world yeah, and right. kicking shit like, I'll show them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now imagine having a computer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the whole country. But the thing about it is, Snapchat. we all grow up and grow <laughs> out of that. We yes. all grow up and grow but out of that. But they got arrested development. Have all you ever had... Stuck yeah, in the we're, we're, not to, we're, we're talking about people that haven't grown out of it. Right, yeah, but have you ever had... My question Facebook was... Page, I mean, we're in the middle age, the fucking yeah, part of our lives now, and they're still doing this Have you ever had somebody circle back around and say, hey, I said something shitty to you a few years ago? Yes, that's happened to me yeah, too yes. i've had a few of those or sometimes you'll be on the air i always let them off the hook i'm like that's all right man uh, sometimes i'll be on the air not happy with that they said some of the shit they said but they have come forward and said oh, and apologize that's yeah. true. there's yeah. times when i've been on radio shows in the middle of the country and then they go hey we got dave on the phone dave will come in hey man you blocked me and i'll go what did you say right yeah. what did you just, I didn't but say what, anything bad but what did you say right yeah. it's like i just you know because your mom's deaf and i <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Like, well, what did you think I was gonna do? Yeah, but I don't know. It's kind of a dick. Didn't move. realize you were so sensitive. Yeah, it's like my family's deaf. Why are you making fun of my family? What do you think I was gonna do? But you've had people say to you, "Hey, man, I said some shitty yes. things." Yes. Yeah. You and let them off the hook good. at that point, huh? You let him off the hook, or you? <laughs> Jim looked at you and went, huh? Like, like he's, he's thinking about something. aggressive. Yeah. No, hands down. I didn't mean it, Brewer. Yeah. No, but that, that's a lot. It's a lot to come up to someone and say, yeah, I think I'm so. sorry. That's yeah. Now you're in, you know what? It's all good. Yeah. I think so. Definitely when it's somebody that you never have to come across in real life. Yeah. And you come out of your way to say, hey, back then I sent you some shit. Dan but, Cook has some story about uh, his Right after his parents died, oh boy. somebody uh, sent him an email and saying, uh, your parents oh, died because oh no. your comedy sucks. Oh, oh, and then oh, uh, and then a year or two later, was it the doctor? Uh, a, year, <laughs> a year or two later, he gets an email from the same email address who said, hey, I just want you to know. Um, that uh, a couple years ago, I, I, I wrote a really mean email to you, and I want to say that I'm sorry. I was going through some things at the time. This is what I was going through, and I want to say that I'm sorry. And Dane was like, wow, that's really cool. And he started to reply like, hey, thanks. And then he stopped and he said, no, you know what? Fuck this guy. And he started telling him, you know why your shit happened? It's because, and then he like wrote him some kind of a, like, perfect response to shit on the guy who shit on him years ago. But, right. but yeah, it's, it's a really, 
ridiculous time we're living in. People can touch you. It's weird as a dang cook. I was just in California, right? And I never really had run-ins with him. Um, don't ask me. I was staying at this hotel. It's called the Pale House, right? It's kind of middle of nowhere. No one's really heard of it. Never heard of it. Amazing hotel in West Hollywood. Amazing. And I get there late, and um, I'm starving. I says that I see a pizza. It says pizza, or whatever. And I'm like, can I? Is that place open? And guys, like, oh no. I can listen to Jim talk for hours. I love your story. So I go, I go walking over there. Place is packed, packed. A lot of young people hanging out. I'm staring at this one's ass. Oh my god, I was 25 and single, and life is good. I order a quesadilla and done. I'm getting ready to walk out, and this dude with a beard, buff, gorilla, right, goes, uh, "Hey man." And I look up, and he goes, I just want to tell you, that thing you do with your dad, man, it really it touched my heart. And the way he said it, I went, is that Dane Cook? And I looked at it, was, it was Dane. Wow. And it was, I said, what do you, he goes, are you here for the, uh, are you here for the uh, whole thing with the comedian that died? I, went, I what, are you, what are you talking about? I have no clue. He goes, yeah, all those Boston guys are over there. It was like Bill Burr. Jesus. And all these guys were like just 10 feet from me. I had no clue. What? And I get it. But that was the first time Dane has ever approached me. Hmm. And he seemed really good. I feel, I feel bad for that guy, man. He, he, he's it's like, guy. you know what? He's he's on top of the hill. I, Everyone wanted him I, down. I shouldn't share the story, I, but, uh, I, I think you should. I feel, I, I, I feel, think you should, Craig. I feel bad until I look at his Instagram and, and see how he's living. Somebody is fine. He's somebody, fine, yeah. that's an amazing house he's got. Uh, yeah, and somebody, yeah, he's all right. And he's on, the, he's on top of a hill. He doesn't even have to deal with people. He yeah, he's all right. Him. He's got a shirt off taking pictures. Who <laughs> that? Somebody. <laughs> So I was somebody. <laughs> somebody you don't like me? Check out these guys. <laughs> Sorry, Craig. Go ahead. Somebody it's close game night, motherfuckers. Somebody close to me uh, passed away about a year ago, and uh, and I and Dane and I ran into each other at the comedy store, and we're waiting to go up in the main room, and I was in. It was me and Dane and Rich Voss. Shooting the shit for 45 minutes and just laughing it was a really fun conversation. And then all of a sudden it hits me. I go, hey, you know what? I actually, this is crazy. I'm just realizing somebody really close to me passed away who was uh, 16. Her mom is your biggest fan. And literally the only thing that gets her out of her grief right. is listening to you. And I'm just realizing I can actually say that to the person that, that makes her happy. And he goes... Do you want me to make a video or something for her? And I go, sure. We went in the next room. We filmed a quick thing, and and again, I, I don't I don't know if I should say this, but he said uh, he goes, you know what's changed my life? There's a children's hospital uh, right down the street from here. I go there once a week and I hang out with kids. If you think you have any problems at all, go to the children's hospital, hang out with some kids, yeah. and it will change yeah. everything. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah, absolutely. He goes, I go there once. It's just right down the road from here, from the comedy store. And I go there and I just and I hang out with the kids there. And I was like, wow. And I will forever, I will always defend that guy. Yeah, because he, of that. Even when he said to me, he said, uh, I wish I had that time with my dad before he went in that time. Wow. Yeah, because that was powerful what you did. Yeah. So. You know what? Everyone, uh, you look at a guy like that. He's on the. He's he's making it to the top of the mountain. No one preps you for that. Yeah, no. Right? No one 
prepped you Man, did he get that. shit on. And it's a, God, well, comics you know, shit on him. I'm not going to lie to you. White comics shit on him. Black comics couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it seems like he's doing well to us. Yeah. 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 It, was, uh, it was always good to me. If, if it happened to me at a young age, I would have been a Dick. <laughs> yeah. a kangaroo like a with a leather dick. pants. <laughs> with a lot of eyes. Dick. I would be walking in just as a restaurant was closing. I'm like, no, 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 we're staying open. <laughs> you, shirt off, you, dinner, now. I don't give a fuck. You want to hear the specials? No, stupid, oh, make it. Right. I got to say Make it. one of everything. I remember being around Dane right when everything was hitting, and holy shit, that guy was a rock. He had groupies in the comedy club, like like yeah. full on. Yeah. I came here to get close to Dane in a comedy club. You never yeah. see that yeah. in comedy clubs. Remember, this girl came up to him and said, "Can I buy you a drink?" And he goes, um, "I actually don't drink, so if you want to just get yourself a couple shots." She goes, "Okay." She ran to the bar and ordered two shots. She goes, "This is for you." <laughs> and I was like, and she was hot. She was smoking hot. And I remember just thinking, like, this is weird. And he was crushing. He was crushing. Yeah, definitely every in a comedy club in the comedy world. That's a weird response. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even for yeah. the hottest guy to have groupies yeah. in the club. Because yeah. it makes other comics feel uncomfortable. It's like, we got to destroy this nigga. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking rock star in this in this club, man. Yeah. It was at the Dublin's in Hollywood. He used yeah. to just destroy oh, yeah, that, that, that place. Mm. That Every Wednesday, that guy was a monster. So there you funny. go. I'm going to go. pee and let's get out of here. How's the band, bro? Good? We good. We got shows this week. Nice. And then we kick off in Vegas. February 3rd and 4th, nice. the full-blown production Damn. of the show, where it's like a one-man show. Where are you at this week? Uh, like low places, Port Chester, nice. New York, uh, Northampton, Massachusetts, and... Some I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know where we are Wednesday night. Some radio things like Sick Puppies and these other bands. JimBrewer.com is that where all the? I think last time Jim was in Jim here, he realized he official had a gig Jim the next day or something. He didn't oh even yeah, know. remember that? We yeah, a lot of ass. fans came up to like, we were so glad you went on Opie. Right? <laughs> and you knew you had a show. It was yeah, no oh, dude, I, no I had a meeting with yeah. a network where yeah. I, I yeah. came in and and this agent went with me to the meeting and they said, uh, you know, just uh, just be funny and whatever and I go alright and I sit down and, the, and someone at the network said uh, so who are your favorite comedians and I go oh um, I love Dave Chappelle and they go oh yeah we actually signed Dave to a deal a few years ago and I go have you seen his new stuff and they go no and I go oh my you haven't seen the thing that he does of a dude I got, and I start doing 20 minutes of Chappelle jokes <laughs> and they and they're all laughing and I go yeah oh and he has the other did you see when he did the other thing and I'm doing more Chappelle jokes and I go oh man he's, he's my favorite I mean they go yeah well Again, we signed him a few years ago. Yeah, he's the best. And then we talked for a few minutes, and then we left. And at the elevator, my agent goes, uh, I go, hey, how was that? And he goes, it's good. It's good. Uh, hey, for the next uh, the next meeting, uh, maybe talk more about yourself. And I go, oh, yeah, because we're here for me. Yeah. Not Chappelle. Yeah. Mm. Right, made him some money. Yeah. <laughs> made him $50 million. I'm a fan. I'm a comedy fan. Brewer, any other plugs? we got to take a break. No, uh, we're all good. Pay. All right. We're all good, Craig man. Gass Great to good. see you. Absolutely. Craig Gass is here all week. What do you got going on? I'm at the Kirkland Performance Center January 20th out in Seattle. And then Super Bowl is going to be in Houston. I'm performing in Houston that weekend. All the nice. info is at getgas.com. Getgas with two S's.com. And Sherrod Small. Yes, we got race wars this week. Uh, me and Kurt on, uh, you know. And uh, we Kurt got the race wars tour starting in uh, January 18th. Nice. At the DC Improv. Nice. The weekend of the inaugural. 
Beautiful. Oh, that's oh, how that you do it. Oh, good going job. In we going in high. Madness. Good job. Good time. If we don't go for a redo with the Russian thing. What? Oh, stop. Stop. You need Russia. They're asking for a redo. Stop. A recount? Yeah, there's a redo. Would you rather fight Russia or join forces and take over the world? They're basically saying, you know, if Russia fucked with our election, we wouldn't allow other countries to do this, and we should have a redo. That's sore losers talking. Stop it. I really could care less. Are we teaming up? Look, McCain, other uh, senators call for Russia inquiry. It's, it, this thing has a little steam. But little even steam. If, they, if it's not CNN, little steam. But here's the real story. Steam. Not if they Zero tried steam. to change it, but did they do anything? Could they change any real results? That's no. Exactly. Honestly, that's what they're trying to figure out. Do you out. think... Let me tell you something. Yeah. I just played Oklahoma. Oh, right. Wow. <laughs> you saw a lot of red do hats. Do you think... <laughs> a lot of red hats. Do you think in that sold-out auditorium, <laughs> there was one guy going, you know, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I was on the I was on the fence with that uh, Donald Trump character. I was on the fence, but when that Putnam sent me an email and he said you vote for Trump, I said you know what this son bitch from Russia is all right. Do you think one person that voted for Trump went? You know what? I got this crazy uh, thing about uh, uh, Russia. I'm in. I'm in. What a great. He would have won no matter what. Yeah. Trust me. What a There's great. There's nothing to do with being redneck or, right. or racist it, no. it's uh, you ask anyone it's all about i hate the system yeah i don't trust anyone anymore yeah. and that's what it is we're just sick of it that's what people that's here's the thing even if you hate trump exactly you trust them yeah, you i trust him i trust, trust an them. asshole you trust yes you if trust i them. come out and go listen i'm not gonna lie to you um i don't buy from anything chinese i don't trust them <laughs> they eat anything <laughs> you know where i stand <laughs> A Chinese kind of guy comes uh, out and like, oh, right. you're crazy. Yes. You'll not trust me. That's okay. One day I eat you. That's all right, dude. We have an understanding. We know where we stand. I don't want a sneaky, I don't know what you're talking, what kind of deal you're Closed making. Closed door deal making, yeah. Dude, he's mafia. Right off the bat, he's going to two companies. You hear me? You leave this country, you're dead. You hear me? The jobs stay here. You hear what I'm saying? I cut you in at 2%. You keep these people here. Here. You see how fat they're getting? It's because the jobs are in China! Dude! In the middle of the night, he's just right. calling world leaders. He's calling world leaders like you. To. You take care of the Forever. urban community. Right. You take care of the rich people. The you take care. You keep the jobs here. He's, he's a maniac. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. I agree. All Stop right. with the horse shit. Ah, with that, we got to say goodbye to Brewer so you can beat some right. traffic. Watch your fuck. Come back and see you soon, Brewer. All right, Jim will be back for a longer visit next time. Oh. Got Craig Gass and Sherrod Small and entering the studio, the Mad Cube, and you stay right yeah. where you are. We'll be back with more OB Radio. OB Radio is back. Yeah, we're back. Just did an hour and a half of radio with Craig Gass and Sherrod Small. Yeah. Although nine minutes of that was the Who song, so. <laughs> we almost made an hour and a half without a song. And now we welcome the Mad Cube and Carl. Hello. Into studio. Carl, I was uh, thinking about you over the weekend because I made some linguine and red clams. Mm. Want to know how I did it? Yeah. Got the clams, okay. scrubbed them a little bit, like you said. Okay. A little bit, got some of that dirt and grime off the shelves. Good job. Right track. 
Got a uh, jar of uh, Rayos. All right, we're all Marinara. done here. We're all done. <laughs> Marinara. Marinara. That's it. And then, and then I put a little of that. What else did you do this weekend? I put a little of that red pepper in there. A little red pepper. You ruined it. It was, it was delicious. Massacre. And also bought, uh, bought some swordfish from... The supermarket, just like it told me to do. You're going to have an eyeball growing out of your back soon. (laughs) (laughs) No can, even though Rayo's... Rayo's uh, jar sauce is the best. I'll give you that. It's really good. And I told my wife, look, I'm just fucking with you, obviously, but I'm not fucking about this point that I'm going to make. My, not, I can't even say it's mine, but... Taking Rayo's jar sauce, spicing it up a little bit with some balsamic and some other seasoning and That's a little red smart. pepper. Balsamic is very smart to put Thank in Thank you, sir. I know some things from my brother, who's a cook as well. I swear to you, my sauce that I make, which is barely my sauce because it's jar, I, I get it. Right. It's better than any fucking Italian joint in my neighborhood on the Upper West Side. I, I get I, shitty I could, sauce on the Upper West Side. Upper West Side is brutal. <laughs> really? Oh, what's going on in the Upper food. West Side? Well, they so at a rehab. Up? It's a food desert. But I would say for most of Manhattan, uh, doing a red sauce like that is better than what you're going to get in these joints. you got to go to the wanna, boroughs to get good red sauce. I just sauce. want a basic red sauce. Stop fucking getting it too fancy. So it, half of the places do pizza sauce, and they try to make it pasta pizza sauce. sauce. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other half, it's, you know, Eric Estrada back there from Puebla, right. Mexico, just Crap. crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say I hate pizza sauce. I like pizza sauce on... Pizza, yeah, right. But it doesn't taste the same on uh, pasta. Upper West Side. I mean, you get the nice apartment, but man, you eat like a like you're poor as fuck. Really? So yeah, the boroughs are better. The boroughs crushing. Brooklyn, Queens, bad restaurants. Better restaurants. It's crazy. Once your rent's over a hundred thousand a month, there's nobody creative in there. You know what I mean? Like, there's no one taking chances. No one making. They're just things. trying to make everybody happy. Bottom line, man. They got a cough on them. You got to wow. get a Congo line coming through your restaurant. Yeah. You're fucked. It's crazy. So you can't take any chances. Right. But. All the good food is like you know in the in the boroughs where you could still you know kill a couple roaches and open the door and sell something good. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what are you eating right there? That thing looks All right, amazing. So this we did a, on food court. We did Sarah Moulton. Sarah Moulton was one of the OGs on the Food Network. Original. She's like, can you oh, sh- show me what she looks like? So maybe I know who she is. She's like three feet tall. She's right. like a like a little Keebler lady. Isn't that short? Poltergeist lady. Yeah, man, that's fucking crazy. But she is. I don't so, remember her. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude. All right. She did. She did a cooking live show. She she. Everyone on the Food Network owes owes something to her. Yeah. Guy Rachel. She's the OG. The OG. And she trained under Jacques Pepin, which is like our Reggie Jackson. You know what I mean? Like just a just a monster. Yeah. So we made her make us an apple tart, and I snatched it up, and brought it down for Sherrod because yeah. I knew you ain't sharing the apple tart. Of course, I'll share. All it. right, I need a little sliver. Of this that. is a really hard. <laughs> it's a really hard thing to do. The make right. Uh, to make, look yeah. at that motherfucker! I don't even know how she did it. You know, like this is like real baking. <laughs> I mean, I what a great Sherrod take on anything! Look <laughs> at this motherfucker! Look at the crust, right? I mean, look at it just perfect. How do you get the crust and the apple? Hey Sherrod, I want you to meet my kids. The crust, look, look at the these apple. motherfuckers! <laughs> baking is the hardest. Apple. I heard Sherrod was in the building. I was like, I gotta bring. As something. far as like cooking, baking is the hardest one. Hardest one out there. Oh my god! Ever since I did the show last <laughs> week, I burn the shit out of that. <laughs> oh, ever since I did the. <laughs> Yes, uh, Carl. After also, I did the show last week, Cuban. Yes. all fucking week on Twitter, I've been like a fucking fat guy help desk. <laughs> Everybody. Oh, after last week. That's that, good. That the message people like, what's, what's your favorite barbecue in South Carolina? I'm like, Jim and Nick's. 
Yeah, me too. I'm like, <laughs> what are you testing me, motherfucker? Making He's friends. In. I'm shutting down my pool, cuz. I don't have time to be answering your stuff. Making new fat friends. <laughs> the text you sent me was hilarious. Can I read the text you sent me? Which one? Uh, that you wanted me to send to my brother, which I, oh, yeah. I just realized they never sent it to <laughs> Just him. don't say the name on the bottom. I won't. I, 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 oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Cuban writes, uh, show this to your brother. I hate people. And then uh, you got a text from one of your customers. Yes. Okay, I'll say that much. And it says, thank you for making our to-go order just before you closed. Oh, yeah. Sorry I was a bit sour, but I haven't been the same since the election. <laughs> and the slightest disappointment can put me over. <laughs> Looking forward to the pesto spaghetti and drunken chicken. Delicious. And then chow. <laughs> she's distraught over the election, uh-huh. so she's giving you a hard time as you're staying, obviously, open a little later. That's so why you can no get one listens in. to white people anymore. Rich white people, no one, they th- they're crazy. Do people Brave, tell man. you their problems? When, I mean, people can't just come in and just order food. And I know have to tell everybody's you problem. Really? I know everybody. I know who's broke. Definitely in a small that's town. Like, that's yeah. like Sherrod, like when a, when someone comes up to me for a comedy show and says, uh, hey, are you the comedian? Um, it's my birthday. Uh, go, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, mm. what, what do you want I me say to happy about? birthday, but yeah, I'm uh, not going to involve you yeah. in any way. Yeah. I know that's, everything. Who's sleeping with the garbage man? Really? There was a black garbage guy that is we had. you. <laughs> black garbage okay. guy was crushing. His name is Sherrod. <laughs> he would come off the back of the truck. My buddy owns a garbage company. Right. Come off and go crush some rich white lady and come back on the truck on the other side of the before, block. Nice. Before they the made it all the way around the cul-de-sac? Yeah. Just crushing it. That's wow. amazing. What, what what the guy's like, that's the a guy's like Goldman Sachs working like an animal. Yes. You <laughs> don't need those. Yeah. Was well, that Patty uh, LaBelle? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you'd be disgusted. I, to say that. I knew you'd be you disgusted. Me right in. Oh, oh, we had God. a nice lady walk by the studio <laughs> that I thought looked a little like Patty Labelle. That was Bev. So, uh, what's in it for the driver? Well, this guy's crushing it. Oh, I think I'll be a good wingman. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're all boys. Wingman. I mean, I guess if you're garbage man, I mean, you got to stick together. Right. You don't say, "Let me smell your finger" to a garbage man. Though, right? No. <laughs> hey, there was an article we we wanted to do last weekend with that text you sent me. Right. Can you find the one where the girls are changing their hair color and shit because Trump won? Come on, man. This article is crazy. But he's not even the president yet. Huh? This came out. Today. Oh, uh, go ahead there, Paul. This came out today that the city's offering workers therapy to cope with Trump's induced stress. White people. Fucking, I mean. <laughs> this is just for white people who ain't used to losing anything. Fuck, I can't argue with you. What are you doing Cuba, man? Fidel Castro, 40 years running that shit. There's no counselors. No. You starved and you died right oh, there. Oh, so, you swim. So oh, you black swim. people aren't distraught like white people over this election? Not to get counseling from it. Oh, yeah. Because we I, already take, we know how to, what a loss feels like. <laughs> <laughs> it's not new to us. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You're right, though. It's true. So no yeah. therapy dogs in the hood? No. Nah, you made it through Reagan, you can make it through Trump. Oh, yeah, everybody's trying to act like the next guy. And everybody, remember when Reagan got elected? Oh, right. Same most people, they'll be like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. But Reagan got elected, everybody thought it was the end of the world. What? And it wasn't. Oh. We still here, motherfucker. I was watching the Reagan years on that CNN. This is the 80s. Wow. You forgot all the shit he had during his it was his time. They like, shot him. He was dealing with a yeah, lot right. of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a bullet was one of them. Oh, <laughs> sure. Which article do you want? All right. Gain weight, no sex, cut your hair. Oh, yeah. It's all Trump's fault. Is this a... They can't be real. This is real. No. It's from the Post. Uh, you know, so let's... 
continue lightly, I guess. Uh, the dis- disastrous effects of the Trump era are all too real. Americans are reeling in all sorts of insidious, if subtle, ways. Exhibit A comes to us from uh, Daniel Sol- Salon in D.C.'s posh DuPont Circle. Oh, DuPont Circle. Oh, my brother has a condo there. Oh, it's really nice. When you see that much blonde hair on the floor, you know something's going on, says colorist Nicole Butler. Those straw-colored locks lay there like the shattered hearts of America's children after the election caused, uh, caused a tsunami of women demanding drastic changes to their hair color, according to a, a breathless report. Do you think this is real? I know I just uh, I keep asking the same shit, but... It ain't real. A uh, longtime brunette, Juliana Evans, <laughs> recalled storming into the drugstore where literally, without thinking, I grabbed the natural black box by Garnier. I was like, fuck it. The election uh, dead in my soul. I think I want to do something uh, defiant to feel stronger. Nah, <laughs> go ahead, bitch. <laughs> go make fun of yourself, Sherrod bitch. is laying back, eating pie, and pulled the microphone up to his mouth so he could just laugh in this woman's face. <laughs> nah, <laughs> bitch. Fuck <laughs> you. That was awesome. And you know how we talk about he women. Grab that mic. You know how we talk about women hating women on this show? Oh, the yeah. next line proves it. Hairdressers report reported an increase in uh, women going to extremes, either black or platinum, anything but brown. Know why they're not going brown? Why? Because that's Melania's color. <sighs> Melania's a smoke show. Can't Tell that Jersey um, troll that's dying of fire. <laughs> yeah. Cannot be a real story. <laughs> Do uh, you know anyone who is reacting like this? Well, let's yeah. try to find one on the phones. Uh, I don't want to read this whole fucking thing. I, one In lady New York said, Post. I'm, I'm upset over the outcome of the election, and you should let me go home, according to the department's Facebook page. Come on. That was, uh, they go home from work? Yeah, I guess. I skipped <laughs> ahead, but I guess they couldn't handle it. They had to, they had to go to work. Oh, she got drunk. So that's why she blew up a point three three on a breath test, four times the legal limit. Surely Trump should at least pay her legal costs. And it goes on and on, man, that Uh-oh. women are changing their looks drastically over this election. They're still ugly. <laughs> do whatever well, it's harder for women right now. Women really taking this loss personal. Yeah, the New York Post is. Yeah, spent. but they, they only have themselves to blame. It. The that? women voted for fucking Hillary. Hillary would be the president. Yeah, but they shouldn't have voted for Hillary. But they should have at least had a woman in a position that was worth voting for. True. You only had eighty years to have the fucking all of the votes. Motherfucker, <laughs> 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 you got the majority of the votes. I'm <laughs> 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 adding a motherfucker <laughs> at the end of any story. <laughs> you had the majority of the votes for eighty years, and you can't <laughs> shut up. I'm a day, on my day off, I was watching The View, and they had those monsters there talking about uh, they closed their vagina after Trump. Did you hear that shit? Oh, the View girls? The View girls. Those vaginas been closed. She closed her vagina because he was no. a sexist, so now she doesn't have sex. Because oh, she, she, she did not say that. Pull it up. I threw up on my giant TV. Okay, <laughs> I, threw sure. my mouth. I threw up in my mouth thinking of Joy Behar. <laughs> I just threw the pie. Uh, <laughs> I love her, but stop it. Yeah. Uh, like you fucking <laughs> Sherrod crushed the apple pie can't even talk blows his nose and grabs the mic for another motherfucker so let me get this straight motherfucker motherfucker how about pull it up we found it yeah, told you, you fuck the first one play this Paul watch these oh what? my that's not it oh that's from 2011 oh Joy Behar has a dry vagina oh I guess she was just <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a dry uh, vagina, so I assumed that Carl was right. And Sahara's a desert. Tell us something we don't know. Well, can we play the clip anyway? I want to hear Joy Behar uh, talking about her dry <laughs> vagina. 
Having so much fun with you, Jackman. Look where his hand is. Look where his hand is now. I can't get it out. And it's stuck in there. Oh, I've got his hand in her lap. You get older, you get all dry and stuff. Doesn't move the way it used to. Oh, yeah. Is he jacked straight? Is he straight? Wow. He's an Australian straight. I know. It's what does that mean? This. Both ways? Yeah, you think? <laughs> well, I don't think so. It's hard to hear, but... He loves uh, doing that Broadway shit. And he loves the Broadway. He like tap dances. He comes off a little, you know... Matt Cuban comes in talking about, I'm watching The View on my day off. What is this guy said? What's this guy do? Oh, because my wife leaves and I don't, she puts the fucking remote up her ass or something. She puts it in her purse. I don't know where it is. Guilty. Uh, do you so, watch The Talk? Oh, I love talk. You like to talk? Yes. I watch the talk with Corey Feldman. Yes. Aisha's on that show. Who? Aisha Tyler. They're comedians. Right. Yeah. I like Lonnie. Aisha's great. Is Lonnie on there? Lonnie Love? No, she's on The the Real. Oh, no, uh, that's the one I watch. He's talking about The Real. I watch The Real. The ghetto version of The Talk. Which is the ghetto version of The View. Yeah. <laughs> the Real. Mm-hmm. The Real. That's what I meant. The Real. Right. Oh, I don't see. I, they're hot, though, some of them. Yeah. Mm. Is that the girl from the Cosby show right there? No. Uh, yes. The girl from oh, the no, girl uh, Sister, sister. Yeah, sister, sister. Sister, sister. sister. Right, right, right. Mm. Yeah. And then you got one of the Braxton sisters over there. Then you got no, she Adrian. got fired. I know. Oh, I know yeah, she's left. I know left. all about the real Adrian. By I did a couple of shows with Adrian. Yeah, and well, then uh, the Asian she's girl, a comedian girl. No, no, the comedian. No, none of them. Oh, she's a comedian, Lonnie. Okay, you've done shows with Lonnie. I've done shows with Lonnie, and I've done shows with Adrian. And Adrian's not a comedian. No, she's a TV host. She was like one of the fucking cheetah girls or whatever. So she'll go up and try to do stand-up? No, no, no. We did TV shows. Like TV, oh, TV like, shows. Together. I thought you meant like doing stand-up. Can't make shows together. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. She's a looker. We did a show on the few, on Fuse before. Yeah. The guys are talking about the real. You don't have to tweet that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> one more one more You're going to find a lot of hate <laughs> tweets re- replying to that one. <laughs> Thanks a lot. What happened to the show? <laughs> the show sucks. <laughs> asshole. You're the view. <laughs> you don't even know it. You don't even realize you're the view. <laughs> Craig Gasson Studio. I got one question to ask for you, and I think you sort of answered it before, but I'm not sure. You're very successful, obviously, and your parents are deaf. So how? Whole family's deaf. Mom, dad, and my sister. And your sister. So how? How, how do they wrap their heads around the success of your career? Because they don't understand that you do voices uh my mom's able to watch me on like when i do network tv shows she's be able to watch it with captions because i have closed captions right, so right but and, she don't understand you're you're such, uh, you're great at doing voices yeah and she uh she still refers to my stand-up she goes uh when are you she'll sign to me and she'll say when are you doing your play and i go I'm gonna do, i don't do plays i do stand-up <laughs> like she calls it her my plays but uh um i would always do impressions for my family that involved no voices uh, and uh, it would just be body language which is why when i do voices now i still i don't think about the voice i think about the person and their body language like adam sandler's uh, you know he's very uh nervous you know and uh he, he uh it's very uh whimsical <laughs> you know uh and al pacino just stares holy shit right the fuck through you 
Forget about that. Um, more than the That's voice, I think about the person. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin wants some popcorn. And that was awesome. I said, <laughs> I want some fucking pie. Hoo-ah. Holy yeah. shit. But, uh, dude, you want to hear a That's fucking amazing. great Al Pacino story? Uh, and again, I don't know if, I, if I'm supposed to, I, uh, but I'm I worked big, out. I'm, I'm, the, uh, I'm a big fan of the, I'm not sh- sure if I should be. <laughs> <laughs> I worked on a yeah, on a TV are. show with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alec Baldwin, who does impressions too. He does great impressions. I like his Trump. Yeah, his Trump. I know Trump uh, doesn't like yeah. his Trump, but I like his Trump. Did I ever tell you that story about that? Alec Baldwin told me about how he almost got in a fight with Al Pacino. I, I didn't tell you that story. I don't think so. He um uh he would do like every day on the show that we worked on. It was called Las Vegas. Uh, with James Caan and Alec Baldwin yeah, 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 yeah. and I, we robbed the casino together. And every day, Alec and Judah will tell you the same thing, that Alec is a really supportive guy of comedians. Alec Baldwin has shown up to see Judah do stand-up by himself. He'll take yeah. a cab and just sit in the crowd and, and watch Judah do That's a set and, and go back home. Yeah. And uh, every day, he'd come find me and he'd go, can I hear some more of your Al Pacino? I love your Al Pacino. I want to hear some more of your Al Pacino. I go, That's a great Alec Baldwin. And I go, yeah, but real quick, I go, these are my friends. Can you do your can you do you mind doing your tony bennett for my friends and he does a spot on he'll grab an empty martini glass and go yeah i'll tell you what <laughs> i used to date marilyn monroe and marilyn monroe was a real foxy lady <laughs> i once made love to marilyn for up to 12 hours <laughs> until the paramedics came along and said tony She's gone. <laughs> it was a really wow. dark humor. You're, you're totally bad. <laughs> yeah. And but this story is oh. fucking insane. That he told me. He said, "I gotta get you a copy of this script. I was in a play about Al Pacino, and I almost got beat up because of it." And he kept telling me, "I gotta tell you a story." And he finally told me the story that apparently Alec Baldwin starred in a one-man show about Al Pacino's life that was written by a former best friend of Al Pacino's. Oh, that's shade. And the the former best friend revealed a lot of personal information about Al's life that Al didn't want people to know about. He liked butt play. It's a butt play? I don't know what it was, but... It's butt play. Whatever it was, whatever it was, uh, Baldwin (laughs) says that everywhere he goes, people keep coming up to him going, hey, uh... I don't know what's going on, but I just saw Al Pacino at an event last week. He said the next time he sees you, he's going to kick your ass. And I don't know what that's about, but he keeps hearing these messages from people. And then he says, so one day I'm in my apartment building in Los Angeles. The elevator door opens up. Who's in the elevator, Craig? It's Al Pacino, Beverly D'Angelo, and a real estate broker. They're looking for an apartment in my building. And he said as soon as the elevator door opened up, Al Pacino looked at him and went, Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Bevo D'Angelo, completely clueless, gets off the elevator and goes, Alec! Oh, my God! Look who it is! It's Alec! We were just talking about you! You're so political! You should be a president or something! <laughs> weren't we saying that, Al? Weren't we saying that about him? And he said the whole time, Pacino's looking at him going, Who, this guy? Yeah. You just do anything you want, don't you, Alec? <laughs> You just do anything you want. And Beverly D'Angelo, clueless, goes walking down the hallway with a real estate broker in tow, and Al Pacino eyeballs him as he walks past him. And Alec goes, Al, can I talk to you for one second? And he goes, what, you got something you got to say to me? The fuck you got to say to me, Alec? Because listen, I know you know about the play. And he says, play! 
You were in the play. <laughs> Tell me oh, shit. about your fruity little play. I'm dying to hear about your little fucking play. Holy shit. And he goes, listen, I know you know about the play, and I just want to tell you three things. Number one, I was only going to do the show for three weeks. Number two, I wasn't going to do it in your backyard. I was only going to do it in New York City. And number three, and this is the truth, I've never had more fun than I did playing you. And that's the truth. And he said, Al Pacino looked and went, Alec, how in the fuck can you have fun being me? Because I'm miserable. I'm fucking miserable. <laughs> and they worked it out and he got, and, and, wow. They became friends. Wow. But Pacino reveals to him, I'm fucking miserable, Alec. My life is fucking Miserable. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a I great story. It, yeah. You believe Damn, it. Damn, that was good. That is a very good story. <clears throat> Alec is uh, is yeah. a big supporter of stand-up comics and a really funny guy. Right. Always. Fuck, like, you're talented. What the fuck <laughs> am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Just need to come make here, your whole family deaf. You want to go get a piece of pie? Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I literally feel retarded. <laughs> make your whole family deaf. <laughs> you can have it. Come in and pie. This is how I feel like I talk to my brother as like a doctor. I'm like, I'm a fucking mouth. <laughs> I thought Al Pacino was here. I'm not stupid. That's what I feel when I'm around cops. Amazed. You were pretty Pop. amazed right there. Or military people, I feel like, yeah. ah, I'm a fucking dick. Yeah. You know? no. Do military tours. Do you want yeah. some pies? Would you like some pie, sir? I'm not a big yeah, pie yeah, fan, man. but this sandwich is yeah. awesome. I need a, I need yeah. a piece of that. Let you me just say hi to Dean in Utah as you cut that up. Dean, go ahead. It's so buttery, that crust. I'm so stupid. Dean. Oh, yeah, I, you know, I really love Craig's impressions and Sherrod's impression of Cat Williams is fucking killing me, <laughs> <laughs> what, what's my impression? I punched a kid in the face? <laughs> motherfucker. Motherfucker. Oh, Who's this geez. motherfucker? Wow. This motherfucker this. right here. It's perfection. Wow. Wait, you're going to have so pieces? Nah, I'm not a big pie fan. It's Could, a tart. Uh, Could you eat it like fan. Al Pacino? Yeah. Now, <laughs> I changed my whole appetite. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Who's your? Uh, I can't do shit like that. Uh, so What's funny. your most obscure impre impression again? Uh, hmm. the one uh, a lot of people don't do. Or... There's uh, well, he does Mrs. Johnson in Apartment Three E. And I've had people do that. I've had people come up like, "Hey, uh, I do this impression," and uh, uh, my friend Dave, he's always he's always saying, "Not today, you're not." <laughs> it's just like that. It's just like that. If you do Dave, you know, it's just not like that. You know? <laughs> if you do, but yeah, there's always like the uh, I, I, the Tom. This is so ridiculous, but the Tom Snyder, who uh, was that his name? Tom Snyder used to do the yeah, yeah, late yeah. night. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, with the gray hair. Yeah, the gray yeah. hair, and that was just a, you could teach anyone how to do it. You come out of a big laugh right into a question, and you go. <laughs> Let me ask you something, and that's the whole—that's the whole impression. Or Mark Wahlberg is just a lame, like just be out of breath and just breathe heavy and go. I'll tell you right now, buddy. I'll tell you right now. You better watch out because I'll be on your back right now. Come on, feel it, feel it, feel the vibration. That's just like the Get worst, useless here. impression ever. Like, yeah. like a mouth musician or something. That was great. I love your amazement. You're like a kid right now. and Bailey Circus. I gotta work on a Mark Gastineau impression so we can have that story. Because Sherrod, right. you're not going to believe this. So Craig, Cuban, you know who Mark Gastineau is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, always say the Cl Joe Klecko knees thing because he was playing with Gastineau. Dude. He's a mess. He can barely walk. Dude, but this is worse. 
Way worse. Craig Gass, no, texted, uh, he texted this uh, over the weekend. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Okay, the Gaston Girls was one well, of my first favorite of all, shows. Gaston, good looking guy when he was playing Very with the long guy. hair, and he was, a, he was a rock star. Look what he looks like today. You're not going to believe this. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, boy. No. Mark Gastineau. No. Oh, you know what? You, I guess we got to... I don't know why you can't find it. All like right, I thought that on. would. I don't All know how right. that's not Paul. the biggest story. No, Paul, I'll, I'll send sports. it to you. Is that him now? That's him then. then. No, no, no. Paul, Paul, I'll, I'll send it to that you. Now. Mark Gastineau right? just appeared on some random show on the NFL Network last uh, Thursday or Friday right. as they were... It was some package deal where they were looking at uh, uh, football from the 80s or something, right. and they had a brief thing with Gastineau, and he shows up without any explanation, I, like, I, I without, hey, I know this is weird, but I'm Mark Gastineau. Like, there's no explanation. They just put his name underneath his face, and you go, what? No, That's Mark Gastineau? This picture that. is not up uh, in the Google Images yet. Look how huge he was in that picture down there. God. I just sent it to like Paul. A fucking He's a tree trunk. He'll get it up on the big screen. He's about to pull it up too. Yeah, but it is. You're you're gonna be blown away. It's breathtaking. I oh, I know. I Doesn't he look believe. as bad as Bridget Nilsson? <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. There you, Sherrod. What? Oh boy. Oh fuck. Wait, what? Yeah. That's you know Mark what Gaston though? Mark he Gaston still Gaston. got me by a little though. <laughs> I mean, he's not that bad. He's got a hair and shit. What? Bad. That's not that bad. I think he does look like he was in a fire. A no, bit. he like he got brain swelling. This <laughs> is internal cranium <laughs> swelling, like Mark, t- tumor shit. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. With Mark Gastineau was chiseled. Oh, there he is. Yeah. There you go. He was chiseled. There you go. I, I Instagrammed this a couple days ago. Thanks. Why do old white dudes grow into old like old lesbians? <laughs> he was saying he looks like uh, meatloaf. Wow. Maybe. Wait. Uh, meatloaf action. Rocky Horror Picture Show meatloaf. Or a Harry Potter villain. Or Louis Anderson. He kind of... <laughs> Louis Anderson. Hey, it's me, Mark Gastineau. <laughs> hey, guys, remember me? I used to play football. Oh, boy. I was good, too. Yeah. I used to fuck Bridget Nielsen. Oh, no, I like to stick my dick in the donuts. You like fucking donuts? Donuts are the best. Oh, boy, I like to get some chocolate, rub it all over my tits. But I used to really take guys down really hard. Yeah. Oh, man. I ate a lot since you saw me. Everybody. Oh, boy, this, uh, this picture doesn't look too good. Holy mm. shit, I got no fucking business being here. Oh, hey! Fun hey, Holy hey it's Mark Gastineau! <laughs> you guys want some french fries? Let's get some french fries! That's making me lightheaded. Oh, my God. Oh my, God. my chest hurts. What happened to him? I need to know oh, now. He's got cancer. I don't know if that's Does cancer. It? I don't know what it is. We just tweeted out the picture. If you if you follow us on the uh, the, the show Twitter, it's open Something show. Something took a hard left, though. So that's you saw a hard left, right? I, yeah. I did hear that he had cancer. Well, yeah, that's well, a cancer maybe. case. Don't make any jokes, guys. One of my testicles is missing. <laughs> hey. Remember when he tried out, uh, started boxing? Yeah. I think that was like uh, right after his career ended, right? His daughter's still looking yeah. like that. He got cute daughters, man. Cute daughters. daughters. Oh, I look like Butterbee now, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. He must have got every girl back in the day. Oh, yeah, he did. This. And you know what? He, there's something likable about hip, a big, heavy 
Mark Gastineau. He just something about him looks playful and enjoyable. I don't care that he's heavy. He gained a few pounds. It's the face. Look at yeah. the size of that. Wow! Guy. Look at how chiseled he was. Unbelievable! Unbelievable. What show is this? Uh, Dick Cavett. Dick, Dick Cavett from uh, I don't know what year. Nineteen eighty-six. Looks like thirty years ago. Trimmed up Hulk. His, he's just all muscle. Either like Rambo, but more Diesel. Was, right. Is that? Is is that steroids? Is that what happened to him? Like, maybe I mean he's I so I maybe it's a so. steroid thing, man. Maybe he's got cancer face. Yeah, because he he's after the Lyle Zado era, sure. right? And Lyle, yeah, died. I believe so. Yeah, Lyle died from uh, the negative effects of steroids, right? Then he. Was uh, it, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that did take him out. He had some brain cancer, right? Brain yeah, he's cancer. got all took him out. Yeah, he's got everything. But that looked like swelling because he was skinnier. <laughs> he was like skinnier than that. <laughs> like inside brain and face and like yeah. chemo, like chemo <laughs> Yeah, he got yeah. the chemo swell. Right. Hey, so. I just went through that shit. So, do, do your parents understand like a, a stand-up that's not funny, or do they have their favorites? Yeah, there's uh, and there's translate. I'm I'm so curious. By you know, that. as a kid, my grandfather and I would watch uh, George Carlin, and uh, I remember my grandfather watching Sam Kinison and just going, "Wow!" I was like thirteen, fourteen, going, "I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't understand the anger." You know, I look back right. now and I go, "Oh my god, the guy was a, a genius." Right. Sure. I, I see what he's saying. Though. That was a different generation. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, and there's great examples of that. You know, Sam's uh, the the. I told you that the Hitler. Somebody sent me a tape of him doing the old Hitler joke that he used to do. And he go, you know, folks. I know that's um, Nostra, it was Nostradamus. Here's a guy who, during his time, was able to predict major world events. He was able to predict major world wars. He even predicted the rise of Hitler. And he almost named the fucking guy. He almost named Hitler. Which, if you know anything about the story of Nostradamus, he said the great Hister yeah, will rise right. in the East, and the time frame was the same time frame that Hitler came out and I'm, I'm reading this i'm going wow it's very fascinating <laughs> it's very fascinating but i'm going wait a second wait a second what if, what if history hasn't shown up yet what if this is the guy that's gonna make hitler look like a pussy oh oh <laughs> oh, oh folks so i would watch that with my with my grandfather and then my my mom would come in we'd have the captions on and my mom would be like mm, she wouldn't get it it's not the wasn't her like it, it doesn't translate as well to deaf people. Yeah. And deaf people have their own, like, culture and their own, which is why so many of them are resistant to cochlear implants because they say we want to, um, uh, save our culture. We don't right. want to. Do you understand that? I do. I didn't at first until if you could. If you're able to hear, I I, I didn't. I don't know how you say no, man? I'm good where I'm at. I, I can see it. I remember you can see it. I can see people doing that. My my mom said uh, early on. She said I don't want to do that because I want to be just hearing noise all the time. And I remember thinking like, do you, is that really like what you feel, or is it kind of like when like a comedian uh, when a show tanks. Uh, you get a network show and you go, ah, you know, I didn't like the show anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happier. Like, I'd, I'd rather be, uh, not be on TV than be on this shit show. And you're like, really? You'd rather not be on TV at all? So I, I never th thought I believed my mom until I saw Miss America, uh, the deaf Miss America say, 
I got my cochlear implants and I just went crazy. I just, I'm just, I remember being in a car on a road trip and I kept hearing this noise and I said, what is that noise? And, and my husband didn't know what I was talking about. And I said, what? I, I hear something. It's a sound. And it was one of her kids chewing gum and it was driving her up the fucking wall. Way to do it. And I get it. <laughs> Motherfucker. Close your mouth when you chew, you fucking little goat. <laughs> Sherrod should be on every counseling session. Sherrod can get right to the point of everything. I would assume there's an counselor. I would assume there's an adjust, uh, adjustment period where stuff like that, you're like, holy fuck, and then maybe that stuff and starts then, calming down, or yeah. But but there's also there is a culture amongst deaf people that um, that they want to preserve, and they're very anti. There was a guy who took over Gallaudet University, where my sister went to school. Gallaudet's a big uh, deaf university. And they had someone take over the school who ha- who was hearing, and everyone was like, "Fuck that!" And they they so all revolted. Like, they well, yeah, we need a deaf person running this school, and they did, and they revolted, and they got and, him out, and they got him out. Yeah, because, it's like hearing really matters to us who hear. True. When you, when you don't wow. hear, it matters to more to us than this to them. Sure, that's you, a really you good can't point. Imagine not having your hearing. So if if it's someone that is deaf, you you, you just would think they'd want to hear. I can imagine had not having it, and then having it, and be like, "This is annoying as shit." Sure. But, but the one thing I learned, uh, it was weird is that everybody felt sensitive about my family and they weren't even part of my family. They just, they'd feel like, oh, you don't want to make any jokes or, you know, say the wrong thing. And meanwhile, the most fucked up deaf jokes I've ever heard were from my no, own that's family. That's always the case. Yeah. You know, I told you that uh, my sister, we had a surprise birthday for- party for her, uh, over the summer and I took her out to dinner and at dinner she's signing to me and she said, do you want to hear a good joke? And I said, Sure, and she goes, me too. And I was like, oh my god! What the fuck? <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, That's that strong. is fucked up. You know, what else are they against uh, besides maybe the obvious stuff? I guess. Um, I can't think of anything else. I mean, I would hear like insensitive, fucked up jokes as a kid that kids would make fun of my family. And I wouldn't, it was just kind of like, all right. How many fights? You know, I never fights? got a lot of, you know why? Because I, I didn't get into fights because I was like, is this stupid? It's like, right, you yeah. know, it was, it's like, there's nothing I'm going to prove by getting in a fight with you. It's like, you're your just, sister's older than you. You're, yeah. My sister would That's beat the shit out of people. That's what the difference My was. sister had the worst she fucking, yeah. she was older though, but she was, but if she was younger and deaf and somebody making fun of him. Oh, forget you would, it. Would, oh, yeah. she would fucking unload on people. Who were, uh, some of their, uh, uh, top comics then they didn't deaf, like deaf people in general carrot top you know <laughs> <laughs> holy shit <laughs> you know what I didn't see that coming you know what I got blindsided I was deaf for a second and I said here motherfucker motherfucker carrot top come shit. on deaf people he's showing you the joke motherfucker come on I get it I know you do too you just gotta look at the joke, motherfucker. It's a suitcase with rollerblades on, and it was not the That's funny. That's a visual aid, motherfucker. Holy no closed caption needed. <laughs> Deaf people honestly are not that big uh, into stand-up uh, comedy. They like music. They go to concerts, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they like feeling the vibration. My yeah, mom, I heard that when I was a kid, like, oh, mom, this band Guns and Roses, and and she would like put her hand on the speaker and and feel the vibration and and be like, wow, you know, she and. Uh, I remember when Prince put out his first album after, was it after Purple Rain? 
Uh, he went and did a show at Gallaudet University. He debuted all his music at a deaf university and played a concert. And, awesome. and, the, and the room was packed full of awesome. deaf people just vibing off of the vibrations. Now, is, is, well, any surprise, Craig, that you love rock and roll music and you grew up with a deaf family? You could blast the shit anytime you wanted. And that's funny because most people think, oh, you, your house must have been really quiet. And it's like, no, no I, it was the loudest house. <laughs> and I'm sorry to say I cursed. At my mom, I'm like, you know, I could, she didn't, she had her like back to me, back, and I could, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a kid's dream. Yeah. yeah. I'm always yeah, telling my kids, of, shut up. And you're walking around the house, you can make any noise you want. Yeah. There's a lot of you buses. You can be throwing there. pans. Of <laughs> yeah. I would, I was, Unbelievable. I was right. always somebody who would push teachers as a kid to the point of like, all right, the, your mom has to come down and we need to talk to her. You, this, this is an issue. But they needed me in the room the translator to translate everything. So I'd be, oh I would be God. sitting in a room full of teachers and my principal and they go okay so tell your mother that the reason why we're here is because you're having some behavior problems and i look at her and go i'm the valedictorian okay <laughs> so they're saying that although they think i'm a really good student there's some small things we need to work on and, <laughs> and, Awesome. And my mom, my mom would nod her head, and they'd look at her, and they'd look at me, and go, "Okay, now tell her." And I was lying through my teeth. No Everything I said way. was an edit. It was just an edit. Like, all right, yeah. clearly she wouldn't so, be here if I'm, you know, a perfect student. Wouldn't, wouldn't it have been easier if they wrote it down and handed the piece of paper to your parents? I would have been dead. Or was that insulting to to them? Oh. No, my mom will usually write something down. Well, you know, my mom is actually. She's really easy to understand, so she'll say, I'm deaf, and, you know, my sister's harder to understand. A big part of a deaf person's education is speech, and hours a day of grabbing your hand, putting it on my throat, and saying, door, door, and so you can feel that, how that's supposed to sound, and then you repeat the word, and then you, you so that you can sound, uh, so that you can be easy to understand when you talk, when you use your voice. Right. So, because, wow. and by the way, I, I never didn't got, I even know that's how they did that. Yeah. And then I, I never got an accent, uh, because, you know, I grew up in a deaf family and I grew up in Mount Vernon outside the Bronx. And right. I noticed that every time, like, have you ever called your best friend and, Someone picks up the phone, you think it's your best friend, and it could be somebody of the opposite sex in the same family, but they've all learned how to pick up the phone yeah. and go, mellow, and do that little, yeah. that little yeah. nuance. Yeah. Sure. And without that, uh, lesson going on in my house, without anybody talking, I just had an open, canvas to learn how to start speaking so i started watching tv and i copied all the voices i heard on tv and i was always able to mimic any kind of voice That's whenever i call you you answer the phone cello motherfucker let me ask you a question you speak you know you do you do sign language really well right Decent, like spell a lot of stuff. Does out. that give you like an in, like with Jeff chicks? Did you bang a lot of deaf chicks? No, I, I never had a deaf girl in college. I did. Yeah, yeah. And I've it was you that story before, and it was hot, right? Hot because she had no like inhibitions, no filter, just making no like animal noises, like a grunting, a lot yeah, of grunting, yeah, and a lot of fucking. She was strong as shit. I couldn't. Wow. I, I've. She was fighting you. No, I mean like strong, like she was on that riding. I'm like, you're gonna <laughs> grind me into nothing. I was only a book. <laughs> Or some shit like <laughs> but you can't you can't tell a sex story and say she was stronger. Boy, because she take a punch. <laughs> I mean, I knocked most of the teeth out. Most of the teeth fell out, but. <laughs>
<laughs> she, she finally got me she when she pulled hear, out the mace. <laughs> she couldn't hear me coming. Popped right inside the head. Motherfucker. Squeeze on the Motherfucker. Really? me, motherfucker. Everyone, everyone. top squeeze. Like you on top. So your legs not around. It's just legs on a bed squeeze and I can move. Everyone in my neighborhood had a really thick accent in Mount Vernon. Everybody sounded like Tracy Morgan. That's why it's the easiest voice to do. Because everybody in the Bronx talk like this. Whether you black or white. That's right. Male or female. That's crazy. That's crazy. Holy shit. Uh, We were just doing George Steinbrenner. (laughs) (laughs) Sherrod is one of the guys that always be like, man, come on. That Tracy Morgan is terrible. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm being told we got to take a break. We got to catch up a little bit, right, Eric? We're a little behind. Okay. Mad Cuban. Who has a plug? Uh, What do you uh, Cuban restaurants. Go. I'm opening a new restaurant in Madison, New Jersey. Pop's Diner. Um, I'm in. Yeah, come yeah, on and eat. You know I'm coming. And then Marie's, I mean, you, so you guys got to come. If Rich Voss is the only fucking guy that came to my restaurant, I'm closing it. At <laughs> least Bonnie like, came, too. Bonnie's awesome. I feel yeah. like I'm imposing, though. Well, how are you imposing? I don't know. I'll I'll go go to, I, I want to go I down come there. to your house. You come to my house. All right. I'll come down there. It's free. That's big. That's big with the missus. Yeah. Especially during the holidays. Come eat for free. I gotta get over here. Kind of it's free for Opie. What kind of train ride are we for talking me. from here? <laughs> 35 minutes. So I jump Dude. on a train I'm eating in an hour from right now? Yeah. Strong. Yeah. Let's go, Sean. My girlfriend grew up right around there. Randolph. Alright, let's go. Alright, bet. I'm, I'm, I'm D. I'm down. Opie Radio. We'll be right back. Opie Radio is back. What happened to Sherrod? Sherrod is probably uh, smoking, which is kind of <laughs> stupid. <laughs> His throat's all fucked up. Uh, I think people are noticing that the Sherrod's voice is pretty fucked up today. I am guessing that people didn't even realize that was Sherrod when no, he first came on because he doesn't sound at all like no. himself. It's starting to come around. They're What's that? Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. He also sounds like when Cameo does that part in the Word Up. Word Up. Very nice. Plenty of motherfucker. Uh, who else? Plenty of Keith Robinson. Yeah, Keith tweet. Robinson. There was, yeah. there was a couple others. Uh, the, the beard, the mustache. The who? He's one of the aliens from The Simpsons that James Earl Jones used to play. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's that, that's a, a bit obscure, but very good. There was something I want to read to you here. Oh, let me see. Hold on a minute. I'm sure I could be okay. a great motivational speaker. When men start to look like old lesbians... It's the at the real Dvorak theory. Is that what they're saying about Gastineau? Uh Vasectomy. Don't oh. do it. They're saying if you get a vasectomy, you can start looking like uh, an old lesbian or, or like Mark Gastineau. Oh, that's what it did. And Why they, would a vasectomy do that shit it's to you? testosterone. Because now you're... Where's the Dr. Steve? Were you smoking with your voice like that? No. <laughs> no. Is he all shifty-eyed? It's, all right, it's medical. <laughs> <laughs> all the virgins were downstairs. They're all going to go see Star Wars. So Craig Gas wants to. You're, yeah, you're I wanted to go see Star now. Wars. I wanted to go too. I wanted <laughs> to go. I guess so. The dude I met the dude from the movie in this building. Yeah, from the, the Star Wars guy. I smoked outside with him uh, last week. Star Wars guy, the yeah. Rogue One guy, right? Yeah. Did you get high with him? He was like this, and I was like, I got a lighter. I was like, I know the walk, mm, the yeah. international. <laughs> I need some shit. I need a light. I need a light. You ever get high with somebody famous yeah. besides Many. comics? Yeah, like who? Many people. Yeah, I don't know if you want to name right. names. I don't want to name names. I don't know. Well, do people know they smoke? Like, is it like Seth oh, Rogen? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, well, not high like, like with weed. Uh, yeah. I mean, one person, I I, I started smoking, <laughs> broke her through. Oh, really? Brought it to the green side. Ooh, Ooh. I'm going to guess Amy Schumer. No. 
Not a comic. Not a comic. A-lister? A-lister. A-lister. And you were the one that brought him to the green side. Brought him to the green side, baby. And she's now smoking regularly. She smokes occasionally now. Okay, and people know she smokes. No. No, people don't. I don't know. I don't think people. Well, some people might know. Are you going to give the answer? My sister smokes a lot. You're going to give the answer. Helen Mirren. But she never spoke (laughs) with her sister. (laughs) (laughs) I would fuck the shit out of Helen Mirren. Would you really? Right now, today, in front of you. In front of you, I would. How old is Helen Mirren? 80. Who cares? <laughs> you do it for the story? Is that why you would do it? No, she, do it was, sex- she was sexy for a, the longest of times. Hmm. Yeah, she'll still get it. Look, I'll tell you what you want. Yeah, yeah, I don't see. We're yes. looking at images. That's kind of, yeah, that's yes, sexy. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. I'll still yes. smush it. Yes. You haven't ah, shown me a bad one yet. Son. Come on, man. All right, Sherrod. Sherrod. <laughs> the famous woman whose life you've ruined. Is she an actress? Uh, she's acted. She's a, she's she, acted, but she's not known as an actress. Not known. She's known but, as a singer. Yeah, kid. Jennifer Lopez. Wait, and a sister. Jennifer Lopez. I'm oh. guessing Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez. He won't even look at me. He won't even look at me. Who would you say? I said Jennifer Lopez. No, she was a smoker already when we played. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Sherrod has smoked up with no, people. No. Wait, a singer with a sister. Singer with a sister. Uh, you know the story already. I told you the story. I don't story. know if I know this Did you one. say it on the air? I think I might have. All right. I don't know the air before. All right. How do I know this? I, I, I should know this? I'm forgetting. Singer. Yeah. A-lister. A-li- oh, Brittany. No. Close. Brittany, Christina. No. Uh, cold, cold. Cold, cold. <laughs> Brittany, Brittany. Wait, Brittany's close. Brittany's close. Is it the same, uh, like, era? Hmm. But Christina's just the same. How does it? How did, uh, Oh, wow. Really? Oh, of course. I know that. Thank you. He has a connection. Yeah? You banged I should have got that one. You banged her, didn't you? No. Jessica, so you hit that. Did you bang her dad? Definitely. <laughs> and I actually hung out with her pops a few times. That girl. Mm. But I'm not saying that's her. Well, she never smoked before? She never no. smoked before? No kidding. You totally <laughs> banged her, didn't you? This was years ago. This was, come on, man. That was this John was Mayer counts. years this ago. This was ten, a decade ago. Oh, John Mayer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Mayer connection. Shroud's got some great stories with John I met Mayer. John Mayer here. He's a good-looking yeah, dude. He's awesome. a handsome guy. Fucking dreamboat. Love his We had some times. <laughs> Shroud, I, I know you can't give a completely honest answer, but uh, how was his stand-up? I know that... It was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Because it was honest, so it was good. It was funny as shit. People liked him. He knew he. But he knew he wasn't a stand-up. He was, was just, his, you know. was his point of view like I'm famous and no, it's his... like every every musician in between every song is doing two to three jokes. True. <laughs> every so he just took a compilation of all those in between songs and, and fucking did them in a row and made a set. Yeah. And you would help? Would you help him with the set? Yeah, I would say like this and that. Funny. Yeah. Or, you move things around a little bit. Yeah. Tweak it. Right. Switch it around. Yeah. I got I got to grab this call really fast. Paul in New Jersey. Go ahead, Paul. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, we're, we're, we're killing it today. <laughs> hey, Sherrod. <Sherrod>. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Daddy. I, we know uh, someone who told me who knows you weren't really weren't really sick last week, but had uh, the gender reassignment service. That's survey. right. That's right. Reass- I had my dick sure reassigned into my own asshole. I need a room, man. I'm in a studio apartment, goddammit. I need to, need to move some shit around. Hey, my own ass. I got yes, a fun shway. I got a fun shway my shit. Yes, Paul. Hey, Opie. Yes. Um, a couple weeks ago, you were talking about uh, the uh, the fans tailgating the Buffalo Bills parking lot. No one better at tailgating than the Buffalo Bills fans. No one. The vodka. There's a new video that came. 
I, there was a new video from yesterday that came to light. Yeah, uh, but, you can look it up on deadspin.com. Hopefully we, your screener put it up already. We That's already it? got it. Wait, I got to explain a couple things here. No one does it better than Bills fans. <laughs> Give me one other team that tailgates <laughs> harder than Bills fans. They're the best. They're, right. They have the best food aside. Right. That's because they don't have to concentrate on the fucking no. game. The ones oh, I even when they were killing it in the in the old days, they were great uh, at tailgating. The ones I remember are the the couple uh, both another. wearing starter jackets, fucking in the parking lot. Yeah, right. right. That's, that, that's one. one. And then the butt chug. Right? Isn't the butt chug right. the Bills? Fans? Oh, the Raiders are up there, too. The Raiders might be the West Coast Buffalo Bills, hmm. as far as tailgating. So what's this new video? This one is, uh, you really want to see this? This is brutal. Is it, is it gross? No, no, it's not brutal. It's not graphic. What, what is it? Go ahead, Paul. Alright, pause it for a second. Okay. Pause, because we gotta explain what's going on. So you got a Bills oh, fan man. on top of a car in a small, uh, uh, snowy parking lot. Minivan. And he's about to go through a table. They love there's going a, through tables up there. There's in, a table on the ground. Country. Yes. Okay. Alright, watch this. That's got to be his knees. That's his knees. Oh, it is his knees. Oh, it is his knees. Oh, it's up the back. It's coming up the back. No, no, no. Is that it coming up the back? Breaks his leg jumping from the top oh, of the car. Oh shit! What a fucking idiot! I thought he was going to go belly first. Oh no! Oh my god! Yeah, go ahead. Paul. Oh, you got to describe it that he landed not on his ass. And trying to break it with his side, but he, he jumped straight up right. and he, landed on his feet. Yeah. He tried to keep his legs straight and yes. go through the table. Because he didn't know what he was doing. Ah, he's drunk and, and he's he, cheering for the Bills. And he broke his leg. You're supposed to land on your Thank you, Paul. Paul, that was definitely worth it. Jeez. Okay, bye, Daddy. <laughs> All right. Wow. Wow. What an asshole. What an asshole. The bone was coming out the back. There are some regrettable moments yeah. after a bad drinking day that you'll sure. go like, oh, man, why did I do that? But Jesus. That guy's yeah. not moving. Enough about my kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this. That leg don't look good. Oh. They don't like the Ryan uh, brothers up there. Oh, there's another angle. They're, they've had it with the Ryan brothers, too. Oh, really? Oh, they're calling for their heads. You're right. <gasps> oh, Uh, we gotta explain. I, I didn't see that angle. I saw the other. There goes his job at PSC and G. Oh, oh, now yeah. Was that, a, that was above his knee, right? Everything's broken. Everything. Above it's his knee. In. It's like he fell out of a helicopter. His knee was, was moving like his knee. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that above his knee or above his knee? Everything's gone. Ah. Watch the flop. Ah. Everything's gone. That's above his knee. It looked like a fucking dinosaur tail. With <laughs> 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 a boot on <laughs> The best part of it is the pride he feels on top of the car and the shame that's covering his face laying on the I didn't see this angle. He's like, he's like, oh, fuck me. Oh, boy.
That's you should have landed on your ass. Ass. Uh, yep. That's above his fucking knee. How's he going to get up from like mom's basement after that? He's going to be stuck down there for months. And every oh, one of these guys encouraging him to do it are like, all right, let's go to the game. <laughs> just yeah. leaving him behind. Christ. Oh. Like, <laughs> the guys are oh. it's people. It's people getting closer to him oh. with their camera phones to get better shots of his pain. I would kick his leg to see if he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a bad situation with... When somebody's got to put down their red solo cup to see yeah. if you're all right. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a drunken injury. Oh, the flopping of the leg wow. is the worst. Oh. No one touched my beer. I got to go check them out. <laughs> oh, I'd give that leg a tap right about there. <laughs> tap, tap. Oh, man. Ouch. That's the worst. That's worse than on the field injury. Yeah. No, he's done. All right. I, I got the pain. One. The pain alone. I got another one coming in. Ed in Boston. Ed, go ahead. Hey, boys, how's it going? Oh, hey, uh, Sherrod, yeah. uh, I was wondering if you could sing a few bars from Private Dancer by <laughs> Tina Turner. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great call. Yeah. Private Dancer, I dance off for money. I do what you want me to do. I'm your Private Dancer. <laughs> Sherrod, killing it with the Tina Turner. <laughs> Fucking guys are talented. Some natural voice. A lot of talent in here. Wow. Oh, I love it. Uh, Rod's getting a show on TBS. <laughs> TV. Where you want, Raggedy Man, motherfucker? <laughs> New Fultina. That's Thunderdome, right? Uh, the great Raggedy Man. <laughs> That's a great impression. <laughs> Motherfucker. Oh, shit. Oh. I was just saying before you came back in here that you'd be a great counselor. I feel like you get right to the hardest shit and you can help people straight. You'd be like, if anyone should be a life coach, it's you. I'd be like this. You got to stop drinking. What's that? Get off the crack. What about you? <laughs> you got to kill your parents. It's clear that you got to kill your parents. It's clear. <laughs> <laughs> what were the name of those two rich-ass Spanish kids? The Menendez brothers. Oh, the Menendez. Ah, we were so proud of them in the Spanish community. They were like, oh, fuck. It was two black brothers in Atlanta who tried to do the same thing. They poisoned their parents first, put them on sleeping pills, then nice. tried to kill them. Was the bathroom, and then they then they got caught though. The mother made it to the bathroom or something. Called the, on the phone, and they tried what? to burn the fit house down with them in it. Fuck, dude! How about uh, you know you go through life and you give birth to your own fucking killer, killer, huh? In your in your house, I, like I, see, it, I, see, I see it happen. My kid looks at me fucking weird, bro. Really? Sizing you up already, sizing right. you up. I think he's the one. Yeah. Every date line, down the day. Uh, every like, every date. I look at he's like, hey, Carl. Like, really? That ain't going good. <laughs> Every Dateline or uh, 48 Hours, when they say uh, they do it like a courtroom drama, when we come back, yeah, a surprise enters the courtroom. And, go, oh, oh, and I got two minutes to get my chocolate milk and be like, oh, this is going to be fucking awesome. This is going to be great. Like, I love. You're a fan um, of Dateline? Dateline. Love, I, I am a fan of watching. Shows, I'm a man. fan of watching people lie. Right. Yeah, I love Cops. Cops is my favorite show. I, there was an episode of Cops where this guy, it's, it, this might be, for me, one of the best moments, not only in TV, but one of the best moments of my life, because I laughed so hard when <laughs> this guy, it starts out with this cop saying, all right, so we're responding to a domestic that apparently took place in this field over here, and he gets out with his flashlight, and he's walking through the field, and up right. ahead, you see a middle-aged black couple. Uh, the woman turns around. Her mouth is covered in blood. 
top row of teeth are missing, bottom row of teeth are cracked. This guy just assaulted her. And the cop comes up and goes, all right, uh, what's going on here? And the woman turns around and starts telling exactly what's going on. Right. And then the guy jumps into the frame and goes, wait, hold on a sec, hold on a sec. You better tell him the truth. I'll knock you the fuck out. He says it on camera. The cop goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ma'am, do me a favor. Sit in the hood of my car. All right. And he's got a flashlight in the other guy. And he goes, all right, so you're so eager to tell me your side of the story. What's going on? And he goes, look, I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. I ain't gonna lie, cause uh, she pushed me. Yeah, she pushed me. So what? She pushed me. But then, um, uh, uh, I, I she assaulted me after I pushed her back. And the cop goes, "She assaulted you." And he goes, "Yes, yeah, she assaulted me." And the cop goes, "With what?" And he goes, "Her face." And I farted. I laughed so hard that I farted. She assaulted me with her face. That's like fucking Fred Sanford talking to Aunt Esther. Yeah, it was. That's the best laugh I've ever had. I just heard an explosion come out of my body, can and we, I just farted. Can we fart in that clip? It is the internet. Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's. Uh, it was it cops. Did it was cops. Did they cops. arrest the motherfucker? And they, yeah, they arrested him. Good. My second favorite episode. I still want to meet this what guy. What would be a search for that one? Because uh, we're gonna oh, try to find that. Idea. She assaulted me with her face. Cops assaulted me with her face. All right. We'll try to find it. Go ahead, Craig. And the second favorite episode was an episode in Indianapolis. I want to meet this guy. This was an old school cops clip. You know, the old school clips, they still fuck people up a little bit, (laughs) even though they're on camera. They would still, they would like, you know, there was some shit going on that was illegal that was caught on camera. I imagine that that was fair. It was like illegal to (laughs) throw a fair one with your fucking suspect. Yeah. They could fight a fair one. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was one episode in an old school uh, version of cops where they said, we're responding to a robbery that took place in the strip mall. It was Indianapolis, Indiana. And I've actually said on the air, if you know this person, I want to meet him. They roll up behind the strip mall and there's this skinny white guy he is he's got to be he looks like he's six foot four six foot five maybe 180 pounds he's just scrawny and the cop rolls up and says sir are you the one who called about the robbery and he goes yeah <laughs> and he's crying he's bawling and the cop gets out and he goes all right sir just just tell me what's going on and he goes i um uh, i'm locking up my work and uh, i'm done for the night Oh my god! And I, I didn't see this guy walk up to me. This gentleman came up to me from behind and said, "And forgive my language, but he said, give me your goddamn money.'" <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he said. And I said, "Sir, I don't want any problems from you." And then, and then that gentleman over there grabbed me from behind. The the camera pans over. There's a black guy <laughs> laying in a pool of blood. You know those concrete uh, slabs oh, in parking lots yeah, that you yeah. pop your, you bump your tire up against right, when right. you park in the parking lot? Right. He's in between two of those, oh, completely oh knocked out God. and covered in blood. There's a pool of blood around right, him. Right. And he points to this other guy and goes, when that guy grabbed me from behind, and uh, I'm a fifth degree black belt, okay? Oh, this is great. <laughs> and when he touched me, I just... <laughs> And he starts crying, and the, and the cop goes, sir, sir, are you okay? And he goes, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm going to need some new shoes. They pan down to his sneakers. Blood. Every time he shifts his body weight from his left foot to his right foot, so blood is squishing out. out of his sneakers. Jesus. He fucked that guy up so bad that his, fucking boy. his sneakers are so saturated in blood, he's squishing blood out of his sneakers. Killer. And he feels... Horrible you know, yeah. about it. He's yeah. like, I didn't want to have to fuck him up, but I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> is and beautiful to me. <laughs> he is the most well put together human being I've ever seen. Like he doesn't want to fuck you up. 
Yeah. But if, if you push him, he, I cry when I he, beat people up. <laughs> I literally cry myself, tears, but I'll move up your ass. Motherfucker. Because I don't want to do this. I don't want to be this person. I, I got to beat be this your person. Right? You made me have to be this person. I'm too small. I cheap shot. I'm cheap shot, Carl. <laughs> I'll shake your hand. I'm sorry about that. Walk away. Next thing you know, fucking shopping cart to the head. Boom. <laughs> I've never fought someone face to face. I used to fuck guys up pretty bad. <laughs> now I can crush some Krispy Kreme. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am obsessed with watching people lie. And any the fact that there are people around us who are thinking about killing any of us and that they they try to get away it's just it's crazy to me so when i can yeah. when i can have the the satisfaction of even like autopsy yeah. it's like all right th- the person is gone we don't know who did this but because of the way the body is laying and because of the way the blood is splattered we can already tell you a bunch of things about what's going on here and that eliminates a whole bunch of people and then we can narrow it down to this narrow it down to that and they can find the person that right. that is so satisfying to me to be able you to catch you love dr botten you ever watch his show i love I spent spend a lot of time with him. Those are, oh, you have? Yes, I did a red eye with him a million times, but we did a bunch of TV shows together. Wait, it, did you did he ever invite you in for his mean? job? To see it face to face? Like yeah, yeah I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to see the actual bodies. Where he pulls out it. a maggot and he can tell you everything that happened. He's wow. smart wow. as shit. Yeah, He's then. smart as shit. Wow, and he's one, there's a smart dude. Yeah. Can I can I tell you the greatest episode of Dateline ever? And this is a I, woman. I want to know. I don't know if you can. This is the this is the one. Here's. <laughs> I want to know what the fuck happened to this woman. <laughs> there was a story <laughs> that was I might take, saw it. Uh, a Dateline episode was repackaged into something called Mysteries and Scandals. I saw it late night. At, in a hotel room in Salt Lake City. It was on, I think, MSNBC or CNBC, one of those. Right. But it was an old Dateline episode. There was a guy who in his uh, 50s, uh, in the 90s, discovers the internet and starts learning how to use chat rooms. And he starts going into chat rooms and he starts making friends. He's kind of lonely and um, makes friends with a, a hot girl. Um, really hot. She's uh, 18, 19 years old, but there's nothing sexual about the conversation. Right. Is this Roland Campos? This is yeah. <laughs> there's nothing sexual about the conversation. They're just they're just uh, they're just having friendly conversation. But he lies to her. She says, "Oh, so how old are you?" And he goes, "I'm 20." And she goes, "Oh, what do you do?" And he goes, "I'm I'm in the military." And he actually was in the military. When he was younger, but he got discharged because he had some kind of physical disability. But he, he always yellow. he was yellow. <laughs> he was yellow. But he he always wanted to serve his country. So in this chat room, he starts acting out a fantasy life with this girl and starts lying to her. And she goes, "Well, what's it like? Yeah. You know, have you ever been to Kuwait?" He goes, "Oh yeah, what's it like? Oh, it's amazing. I, I I just I love my country. I love fighting." So he just makes up this whole bullshit thing. But there's nothing sexual about it that's going on. But right. he left this chat on one night. In the in whatever room he was doing his his chats with, right. his wife comes in, sees this whole conversation going on, and she uploads a photo of the family and says, "Hey, um, just so you know, the guy that you're talking to is the 50 year old man in the middle of this picture. Yeah. That's that's my husband, and these are my kids. So I, you know, whatever he's telling you is a fucking lie." But there was nothing sexual about it. It was just right. embarrassing right. for the guy. So he's right. like, and so the girl says, "All right, so who are you really?" And he goes, "Well, I'm a." 
I'm I'm in my fifties and I'm I'm married. My kids are grown up and they're out of the house. And I just discovered you know how to use the internet. And uh, but there's a kid I work with at this warehouse, and he told me how to get into chat rooms. And you know he's your age, you know, and he's and he's really into the internet. And she goes, oh, well, what's he like? Starts asking a bunch of questions. He flips out and says, hey, don't ask about that kid, okay? You, you have no idea how close he came to dying. All I would have had to done this morning is pull the trigger, and he'd be fucking dead right now. And she goes, whoa, what are you? Wait a minute. First of all, first of all, you call this number right now and talk to my mom because she's upset with you, and you need to talk to her. And he goes, look, I'm sorry. And she goes, no, you call this number. He calls the number. This lady answers and goes, listen, I don't know who the fuck you are, but you don't threaten my daughter. And he goes, I'm sorry. I just was. And she goes, I don't care what your problem is. Don't talk to my daughter. Hangs up, and the guy's like, all right. And he chills for a couple months and then in the chat room the cute 19 year old pops back in and says hey how are you he's like i'm doing all right and she goes i'm sorry that i you know that that happened and he's like i'm sorry for what i said and then she says the fact of the matter is i am in love with you and he says i'm in love with you too and now they start ramping it up and it starts getting sexual and then she's and she starts telling him, hey, you know what you need to do? You can need to get a MySpace page because MySpace is this cool thing. You can get friends and here's how it works and you can get your top friends. And he's like, really? So he starts looking at her f- MySpace page. Yeah. And she has her top four friends. One of the friends is that kid he works with at the warehouse. So he goes back to work the next day, takes out a gun and shoots the kid in the back of the head and kills him. What the and fuck? The, the cops come in, they realize, okay, he's communicating with a woman in another state, so the feds get involved. They go and visit the... the they go to find the girl in the other state. They knock on the door. This older lady answers, and they said, listen, we have a problem. There's a, there's a gentleman who's been communicating with your daughter. And he it's killed somebody today. And the lady says, yeah, I know all about it because I'm the, I'm the one who's been talking to him Catfish. the entire time. Catfish wow. She's a 50-something-year-old 50 50 lady coming. who is Double pretending to be her daughter and, and is taking sexy pictures of her daughter when her daughter is unaware her daughter's in the backyard there's one profile picture she had her daughter her daughter's in the backyard picking up the puppy and her underwear sticking out a little bit from the back of her shorts and she takes a picture of her ass cracked and posts it and says what do you think boys and everyone's like that's what i'm talking about yeah and she's pretending to be her daughter to talk to young boys and she uh, did not do wow. any jail time because she didn't do anything illegal. Right. And her daughter finds out her daughter has disowned her and the guy is in prison. Wow. And and That's the last story, the story ends up with that. The mom says she's going to write a book about the dangers of the Internet. She's the danger yeah, of, of the Internet. Of <laughs> yeah. course. And yeah. the sexy. Yeah. <laughs> was she hot? Wow. No, yeah, not that. Her nice. daughter was hot. Her right. daughter was really attractive. But, yeah, it was two 50-year-old people pretending to be young. To be young. Is that MySpace still up? Is that page still up? Uh, well, that, <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. Well, that, <laughs> Carl. That's, so, if so MySpace I'm, is a company still up. When was MySpace? So MySpace was like 2004, 2005. Oh, so that's when the murder, the murder happened around then. So that, and that's, wow. All right. I would watch that Dateline. That's yeah. a good one. That's well, you don't normally like Dateline? Wow. It's on weird, like Saturday nights. I like the catch it late night. It's all getting dark. Yeah. It's always, it's on at a weird time. Yeah. Like Fridays at like 10. When, or something. when it's like dark. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just like there's nothing going on, and then you turn on the TV, you can't find anything to watch, and it's always daylight. I get addicted to it. As soon as I you turn know. to it, it's on. I go like it's record because I'm gonna watch five minutes and yeah. then I'm to watch the whole thing. And they got creepy voice guy. Yeah. Mm. What happened? Sometimes uh, Lester Holt does it too. He does the in between. Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah, it's all about the announcer. Yeah, I'm hooked with the twists and the turns. Yeah. I just I I love seeing people get caught, and that's why the whole making murder was like just a flip on the entire concept of a murder mystery it was you know that this that thing was amazing See, as, a, as a latin person i like watching people get away with shit really i like yeah. the complete opposite <laughs> like what like, what like movies of? like where the bad guy wins it's for yeah. me the best fucking <laughs> yeah. movies in the world oh well I, yeah so okay. you like dateline like to this day but what do they no get one away has like, any like when, when it's like american greed and at the end it's like and we never find i'm like that's what i'm talking about run like the wind bitch what I'm talking about. So you're a fan of like I'm a fan. You're Run. a fan of like Milken from right. the, from Fuck. the 80s. Yeah, I, when they caught Madoff, my heart broke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you were right there. You were on third base, dude. <laughs> yeah, oh, you got. They get lazy. I love when they get away with shit like that. that is yeah. good. Every yeah. once in a while, you get an American greed where the guy, you know, he's on a beach just chilling. Like, good for you, man. But the human behavior is that the you get. So lazy true. and you start like thinking ah, I could make it real yeah, good ones yeah. they don't they're it. hungry all the way to the end I mean it's great what are the watch. crimes you yeah. like people getting away with everything Everything. Like, if you're stealing money from a bank, I'm I'm pulling for the guy who's to rob the oh, bank. Oh, bank, bank to me, it's not a cr- low level guy though. No, like, not no. these Wall Street guys. No, not the I'm, Wall Street dudes. No, I'm talking about if you go in the bank and say, and give Queens, me the money. And, and run, yes. Oh, I'm a huge and you're fan of that. with a paper like, bag of I, money. I'm I like, like good. everything As long from, as they're not shooting their way out of the bank. Yeah, no then, guns. No guns, but uh, well, yeah, that guy in Queens gun. that robbed three or four, and they can't figure out who it is. Yes. I'm a fan of that. Yes. I'm, I'm a fan from, from I, that all the way to like Ocean's Eleven. I love it all. You love all All right, how about this story? Thank you, Paul. Man blows one million on car strippers and cocaine. This is one of my favorite guys in the whole world. After so there's a bank glitch. I know this story. So he realizes, holy fuck, I got a lot of yeah. money. So he goes on a spending spree and they go down again. It was cocaine, hookers. He bought a car. <laughs> and, and yeah, anyway, and Austin Martin, nice one too. And then the bank realizes, oh, there was a glitch. Two years later. Two years later. Two, two years and later. later. Customer years later. Yes. <laughs> two years later. See, this guy's fucked. He got no, he's back. not. They, they, this he, guy's he, fucked. He up the story. He's not fucked. He'll be fine. He's, he's out in four. He'll be fine. But he was slapped. He's a four-year jail term. That's that's nothing. Oh come on! If he kept fucked. the money, it's nothing. Yeah, if he kept the money, if he, if he hit, hit the money it. somewhere, yeah, it's nothing. He's like, look, every dude in the world. Four-year jail term last year after the banking glitch came to light. More twenty-nine went free last week after winning an appeal of his conviction on the grounds that his actions were not deceptive. There you go. Boom. He's off. That guy. Not all heroes wear capes, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how much time did he end up doing? Oh, yeah, there's they, more. He is now broke and living with his mother. Yeah, just nothing when you're broke. It's well, the same shit. Uh, ironically, while studying to become a criminal lawyer, uh, but he told the Daily Telegraph he did not miss his lavish millionaire lifestyle, multi-millionaire lifestyle, besides the cocaine, the strippers, and fast cars. Yeah, yeah they couldn't blame yeah, him for had, that. He had a couple of good years, He had a though, good man. run, man. That's a I good had run. times I overdraft my account knowing that I was overdrafting. <laughs> Still went to the bank and was like this. Y'all got to take off that $35 fee. <laughs> 
I don't know what's up. <laughs> they take it off every time. <laughs> and you fight it until they do it? I'll fight it until they do it. Guy. So 1.3, I would fight that shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> is Keisha here? Keisha the one who... Is Keisha here? <laughs> <laughs> she was the bank teller when I came in. <laughs> Fuck, that's, that's our music. We got to get out of here. Oh, uh, Craig uh, Gas will be here all week. What a start, Craig. That's like, fun, man. Uh, sorry to start out with a, with a sad story. but um, no, I, I, like the, I like the sad stuff on the radio. Not everything has to be an out, yeah, yeah, outright laugh. That, that's a brutal story, but when we were talking I about Gleason, so it kind of went that way. Um, well, if you weren't listening, listen to the replay. It's going to start in a couple minutes. We start sad, but man. Heavy. But heavy sad with and Gleason. heavy was pretty damn good. It's the truth. It's honesty. I'm going to be Seattle. I'm coming back to Seattle January 20th at the Kirkland Performance Center and Super Bowl weekend in Houston, where the Super Bowl is going to be at. I'll be there that weekend at the um, Comedy Showcase. All the info is at getgas.com. Get gas with two S's. And all the links to social media is there, too. Matt Cuban, what do you got? Come to Marie's in Chatham. Yes. Come and eat. Please, don't make Rich Voss the only guy to come. Chatham. I'll go. Rich didn't bring Bonnie? Sherrod's coming. Damn right. Don't don't tell anyone in Jersey do those fucking impressions. You won't be able to eat. Those retards will bother you the whole time. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm, I'm in. And thanks for the tart, you uh, Oh, Sarah Moulton. That was it up. Sherrod Small. Yes, Race Wars, uh, first tour date, December 18th, DC Improv. Then I'll be in Poughkeepsie on January 28th. And then, you know, Fox uh, fucking New Year's Eve shit, too. All right. We're gonna- New Year's Eve, live in Times Square. I just started. Live in uh, Times Square? Yeah. I just started Facebook Live. We're going yeah. to do a couple minutes on the Facebook Live post show. Give that to Sherrod. i got to do a live read. Join us on Facebook for okay. a little post show action. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Oh. OP Radio is now over for now. Over. Roger. Over. Today's show, along with past shows, can be found on demand with the SiriusXM app. 